Silver Cross Sudbury sells new and recycled home healthcare equipment to a growing market for seniors, caregivers, and others in need of various mobility and accessibility aids. Now, the best news, let me tell you. Silver Cross Sudbury is hiring a service technician. If you're interested, here's the main responsibility of this role. Efficiently completing installation of stair lifts, wheelchair lifts, home elevators, and other mobility products. Okay, the sex, the, the sex, I can't say that word. The successful candidate is a hardworking individual who understands the unique challenges faced by our clients, primarily dealing with seniors and individuals with disabilities. If you qualify, you need two plus years of repair or installation experience, two plus years of mechanical electrical experience, and two plus years, preferably working directly with clients, preferably in older homes. Now, if you're interested in this role, please contact Silvercross Subri and Dean and Chantal Jacqueline at 705-222-0700 or visit them at 760 Notre Dame Avenue here located in Sudbury. Seems as though I've lived my life on the bad side of the moon Just stir your drags and sickness still without a rustic spoon now come on people, live with me Where the light has never shone And my hornets flock like hummingbirds Speaking in a foreign tongue This is my life, this is my life, this is my life, my life This is my life, this is my life, this is my life, my life Alright, what is going on? On everybody, welcome to week 143 of Behind the Bench. We have another great episode for the people today. Uh, you can find Behind the Bench podcasts on Apple, uh, podcasts, Spotify, all over the place, wherever you get your podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Find us on Instagram at BTP Podcast, double underscore TikTok at Behind the Bench, and on Twitter at BTP podcast so we are here week 143 we got tom we got myself mono mono today uh for mostly the weekly lift and the performers and then uh mace will kick in here for the uh four pack we have a hell of a uh interview as well for, for you it's been uh in the bank here for a while so hopefully um we can get it out this week it'll be great for y'all but uh <laughs> we are here uh, I got Tommy Vlahos with me. What's up, Dow? Buddy, I haven't slept much this week. I won't lie. We're going to get into it. Playing competitive hockey again gets my juices flowing. Sharing the ice with you, sharing the ice with people we grew up playing with. It's been years in the making, as Max Markels would say. Chim, I'm overly excited to... Uh, one, put the BTB jersey on again. Two, competitive hockey. And three, just snap it around in the change room again. Other than that, buddy, I am good. Getting myself prepped. Not much doing at the gym this week. Just maintenance days, riding the bike, making sure I'm not getting myself hurt, injured before game one. I'll send it over to you. Life's fantastic in my world. Tom, In, in Tommy's world, nothing seems to bother me. The smallest things will. The bigger things, I just brush off. All is good. And Zach was going to listen to this. He's going to love this. I hold people accountable. Is it work? Is it podcast? Is it hockey related? I hold everyone accountable. Life's good. 
the over under for you in holding people accountable, you saying that is. Yeah, it's very high. It is. But, uh, you know, that's my role. I'm, uh, we're older now and I didn't really get the chance to do it when I was 17, 18 playing triple A. Cause it's like, you're kind of soft. You don't like to speak up as much. I was still loud, but not as much as I wanted to. Now that we're old, that's going to be one of the oldest teams there. We'll get into it. Where I like our chances. How you doing, buddy? It's tourney week, baby. It's tourney week. week. There is, uh, it feels like when you're a kid again, when you know you got a <laughs> tournament, you're going to miss school on Friday. You're the cool guy going to the tournament. Um, it is very exciting. It's been a long time in the making. A lot of work has gone into this. So uh, very excited to get it on the roll um, here. We'll uh, we'll dive deeper into it uh, here into the week we lift, but uh, it is very exciting. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun. We'll uh, we'll chat about it a little uh, a little bit more uh, here as well. But uh, all is well on uh, on my end. Uh, you know, just another week, another week of supply teaching, doing work for GSSC. A lot of stuff, a lot of news always coming up throughout the week. Uh, but uh, but yeah, everything uh, everything is good for the most part, buddy. Um, you're playing every sport possible in the new year. What do you got? We got soccer. You got hockey. We got soccer, hockey. Then we're in the gym three, four times. Uh, Buddy. We, I'm not stopping. We're not stopping here. We're not stopping. Well, like we're trying to find time to record. And usually it's me or Mason that says, ah, I'm swamped, work, grading papers, whatever. It's you that skate at eight, soccer at nine, soccer at 10. I miss it, man. It's been a, a year yeah, and a half. Yeah, that's good. I haven't really done it. So it's uh, happy to be. Uh, Availability is the best ability. I'll, I'll work with your schedule. I'm bud. always available too. Yeah, I'll I know. You're, myself available. You know what? That probably after three years of having this thing, that's probably our best trait, me and you. We drop anything. We're available. For this for this show. We, we do. We truly do. We always make time. Yeah. We're available. We're always available. I'm proud of you, always buddy. Amazing. Thanks, bud. But uh, but yeah, it's gonna be a great week. It's gonna be an awesome week. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, for yeah. Okay, Tom. Let's get into uh, our performers of the week. Our Tristan Ritchie at Lake City Realty performers of the week. Are you ready to make your real estate dreams come true in Sudbury? Look no further than Tristan Ritchie at Lake City Realty. Tristan is your dedicated, knowledgeable, and passionate real estate expert, ready to guide you through every step of your property journey. Whether you're buying your first home, upgrading to your dream house, or selling a property, Tristan Ritchie has the experience and expertise to make it happen. With a deep understanding of the Sudbury market, Tristan will help you find that perfect property that suits your needs and budget. Trust his local insight and dedication to ensuring that you get the best deal possible. It's not just about buying and selling. It's about creating a seamless and enjoyable real estate experience. Tristan provides himself on being a true partner on your journey. He listens to your goals and works tirelessly to make them a reality. So, if you're ready to embark on your real estate adventure in Sudbury, reach out to Tristan Ritchie at Lake City Realty. Your dream home is just a phone call away. Contact him today at 705-920-6109. Find him on all socials at Real Ritchie, and let's make your real estate dreams come true. Tommy, what do you got? I got a few people, and I'm going to give them their cookies right now. Two former guests. Uh, first of all, Mallory Dominico woman's program record for most goals in a game i believe she had four in one game this weekend against loray they won seven six so that game must have been you know very exciting so she had four tucks first performer second performer katie chomiak we don't talk much about um all we do is pump unb reds uh 
stats and what the run they're on with Katie Cholmiak leading the OUHM in women's hockey for points. I think she's up to 23, 24 points. So leading the OUA in points. So both of them performers as well as the Nipissing women's hockey team. Okay, they're first in OUA, 18-3 and three record. Them and Guelph, they both lead the conferences aside. 18-3, and three, still no joke, man. And um, basically every tweet I see, they're winning games. So I'll give them all three, but my first definitely performer this past weekend. Mallory Dominico scoring four goals in one game is uh, pretty legit. I don't think I've ever done that in my career. So four in OUA, pretty good status. Yeah, and with that also, Tom, don't forget she's got her kids' sport uh, charity that she's donating to That's with, right, uh, buddy. with every goal. So, I mean, keep racking them up. Keep racking them up. That's, Thanks for uh, that, buddy. Amazing. I forgot about that. That's nice. Hey, no problem. Quick plug. little quick plug there. Um, okay. Uh, mine is going to go to... Uh, the soccer field. I'm going to give a congratulations to GSSC U16 boys team. They're named Team of the Month by CTV News. Um, player David Carroll, who I also coached uh, high school soccer for, uh, and coach Dino Moretta went uh, on CTV News to uh, talk about their team and uh, and get interviewed uh, by um, by CTV on uh, on being a Team of the Month. So a uh, big congrats to them. That's uh, that's amazing stuff. Um, they are a very good soccer team competing while uh, well down south. So uh, big, big congrats to them. Um, okay, Tom, let's uh, keep it going. We got a lot of news to talk about. Let's get right back into spat hockey, uh, Tom. So um, if we want to break it down, you know, we got eight teams per pool, two pools, six Seven per teams. team. Seven? Seven, I thought. Fourteen Seven. total. Seven aside. Okay, seven yes. aside. So 14 yes. uh, total. Um, you know, 15 players. So uh, our roster uh, consists of myself, Tommy Vlahos, <laughs> Brett Jacklin, Alex Folk, um, Zach Matheson, Patty Gore, Julian Tubin, um, Tommy Fagioni, Anthony Zilio, Miguel Lefebvre, James Green, Chris Clark, Kevin McClellan. Um, Max Whitehead and Max Papineau, uh in between the pipes. So that is our team. We have a little mix of everything on our squad. Um, as you can see in, uh, as you saw in our YouTube video, if you haven't watched it, go check it out. Our first episode of Jim, you killed the edit. You killed uh, it. Dude. Spad hockey was, uh, it was pretty funny. The boys uh, really delivered well. You got to meet a little bit, uh, know a little bit of the players, and it was uh, overall pretty funny. So. Um, I would uh, I would highly recommend go going and watching um, that on our YouTube. But uh, yeah, we got a mix of everything, Tom. We got guys that played a lot. We got guys that played, you know, played but not at a uh, very high level, but that still can play. Like a lot of people here at this tournament will have like a junior label. I think we have a lot of guys that could have played junior, yep. um, that just didn't. They chose to take uh, the school and, route uh, to move on uh, with life <laughs> a little quicker. Yeah. So. We'll see what happens. Uh, I have no idea what to expect, Tom. Um, yeah, we were yeah. trying to do a little bit of scouting with these teams and what the other teams will look like roster-wise. I was going to send basically Zach, the hockey DB, early prospects of all these teams so you can uh, do some digging. But uh, yeah, buddy, like you said, I don't really know what we're getting ourselves into. Um, the schedule is, I think, in our favor. I was talking to a few guys that do play one Thursday to Friday, and they don't even play Saturday or one Thursday, one Friday, one Saturday. So, like, I kind of like the we play at 9 and 3 on Friday and at 11 Saturday, right? Yeah. 
Okay, all games at Coppercliff. If you guys want to come check out the BTB squad, I I don't know. Like ways to win, we can talk about all that. You need to get lucky. You need to get puck luck. Hot goalie. You need to take a couple, um, you know, dives to get on the power play. No, I'm just kidding. Special teams will be a huge factor in it, in my opinion. In the years past, Jim, you just got to score on your chances. Like we we had the best roster. We mentioned that on the YouTube page, and it's run a couple time, years ago. Right? So. You got to keep it tight. You got to keep it tight. You can't give up much. You got to score on your chances. Um, if you get down two goals, like you said, straight time, it's probably really hard to come back. And uh, yeah, I'm just excited for it. Who knows how the refs are going to call stuff, stick infractions, <laughs> slashing. It's going to be fun. It's, it's going it's to be fun. No the locker what, room. It's going to be fun. The boys are going to humming, humming. And you know what the and I'll give yourself kudos for this and 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 our goalie Max Paps who I shout out in the YouTube video to be our team MVP. You guys rented ice the last two weeks, put the team together. Everyone got familiar with how they play, passing, in the room together. Just get guys skating again. Just to get guys skating again, I think that was a huge X factor amongst any other team. Maybe some teams haven't played together, and it's like buddies from different programs, whatever it is. But, Jim, not because our show is very popular in Northern Ontario, especially here in Sudbury, but we're kind of like the Leafs of Spad Tourney. We're going to have a huge bullseye Don't on us. Don't that. Don't that everyone's going to want to beat us because yeah. our show. Hey, you know it's true, man. You know it's true. We're going to get everyone's best, and no one's going to come out there and take us easily. So, um, we're just so gonna be, we got to be ready to go. And uh, I'm really excited for you to do the lineup card read game one Friday morning. I'm I'm excited too, Tom. Uh, I'm very excited. Um, it's gonna be wild, man. It's, it's just it's just fun. Wild. Like, and you mentioned tournament hockey. Not like I'm taking the day off work Friday, so I'm licking my chops. Like putting my out of office on Thursday night, waking up Friday thinking I'm going to work, but I'm not because I'm off and I'm going to Coppercliff Arena to play hockey with my best friends. Like, there's no better feeling. And in between games, we go out for lunch or breakfast, whatever it is, and then you go back and do it again at three in the afternoon. Like. Wolves game Friday night. The line, the weekend's lining up perfectly. It's like zero degrees. I checked the weather. It's not going to be minus 40 and you're shivering, your gear's uh, cold. Everything is uh, working out in BTB favor. And obviously, thanks to SPAD for everyone that's organizing it. And I know you want to talk a little bit about the jerseys. And again, I'm giving you a little tire pump for everything you've done for that as well. Well, yeah, it's a big thanks to, you know, our sponsors, first of all. Um, so, uh, our jerseys are, are the same ones from pond hockey, but they're a little spruced up this year. Tom, you should have seen Pat <laughs> in his BTB. He looked unbelievable. And in, in the Jersey. So he looked, unbelievable. you guys wore them at the skate this week. Uh, some guys, some guys did. did. Yeah. How'd they look but, with uh, the patches? They look great. So yeah. Good. So, um, Pro-Am did them want to shout out Pro-Am. Thank you very much for that. Uh, Don's is always sponsoring our Jersey. We added two sponsors on the shoulders this year. Our OG sponsor, Silver Cross, the ad read you heard at the start of the show. I mean, just top notch. It looks great. And Reigns Media, JP Reigns, uh, investing in the boys, you know, for the umpteenth time. Um, so love you, JP. Uh, and we do have a Jersey here ready, uh, ready for you. They look phenomenal. So, um, they they look we're gonna look sharp that's for sure the BTB going down the side I think uh, going down uh, across the jersey is uh, I think nasty so uh, very very excited for that uh, and Tom with that we also back to back weekends we have pond hockey coming mm-hmm. up next weekend 
Now, we don't have the schedule for that one yet, but we are defending co-ed champions. So uh, we got most of the same team back, just a couple changes. We'll announce the roster after this week. Don't want to confuse anybody with uh, what's bad hockey here. But, uh, man, going from spad hockey to pond hockey is going to, one, be wild, but we may actually have a chance to play under the lights this year, which we didn't get to last year. And I am so excited for that. So like a, excited. A nighttime game. A nighttime yeah. game under the lights. Um, that tournament, I want to give a shout out and also the SPAD tournament as well. First of all, the SPAD tournament is all student run, which yeah. is phenomenal to put on a, a tournament with that many teams, players, waiver forms, booking, all that stuff. Their performers Refs. as well. For yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. Refs, everything like it is a full operation. So a big shout out to them because it's a volunteer uh, type of thing. So for SPAD tournament, all student run, that's amazing. And pond hockey is all members from the community who are taking time out of their full time lives, jobs, lives, family to come and run a, a tournament for a weekend and uh, uh, in an outdoor tournament. Like, you know, it's those people in the community that keep this, you know, place going and, and make it a place that people want to come and uh, come and settle down and, and have a family here. So Having events like these are phenomenal, and BTB couldn't be happier uh, to be a part of it and help. Um, Pawn hockey will be—we will be refing a few games, so uh, <laughs> watch out. We may be quick on the whistle, uh, depending on uh, on who's playing here. But uh, no, it's uh, very excited. Obviously, shout out Dan DeNoble um, from Pawn hockey, who's running that show. He's amazing, mm -hmm. and everyone else on the board there. Which uh, you know, we kind of take a back seat to, and we uh, we help out where we can. They do you know, all the work. So uh, we just go there with the camera and, and showcase how great they are. So big, big, big thank you um, to everyone. It's going to be phenomenal. It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Hey, Tom, it's going to be a lot of fun, eh? Jim, wow, well done, dude. I was just sitting there enjoying that. So spad hockey this weekend. You mentioned pond hockey the following weekend. Jim, going from a puck to a tennis ball. Yeah. It's got to be so challenging but at the same time hilarious and me and you buddy might be dynamic therapy's number one patient the week after we might be so sore from all the hockey grinding in the corners to going to odr ice obviously a little bit choppier i, I gotta do a lot of stretches bud so i'm just thinking of the maintenance is gonna that needs to be done after uh both these tournaments and these weekends it's like we're 15 again back-to-back -back weekends friday nights playing a bunch of hockey and hopefully going all the way to Sunday, both weekends, not going to be just that's three and done. Goal. Right. So that's the goal. I'm excited for it. And like you mentioned, given uh, everyone, their kudos and their cookies, it's phenomenal. What everyone does like the student led stuff, Jim, we never did it when we were students and the work they've put in, like even just getting refs alone, it's getting refs alone is hard for like rep hockey in Sudbury. So like, I couldn't imagine what it is for a spad hockey tournament like this to, to find officials and renting ice. And they probably had to do this way in advance, like come September time. So yeah, I'm, excited. I'm excited for both weekends, man. I, I can't wipe a smile off my face. That's basically Absolutely. all I got. Absolutely, yeah. We do uh, know and understand the, the work that everyone uh, puts in. Um, yeah. Cause you know, we are looking at, you know, host, we do host our own events as well. It's uh, it's not easy. So um, I got a question yeah. for you. Yeah. So obviously defending champs in pawn hockey, um, our first time kind of go around with VTB and SPAD. 
obviously not our first time as players, but our first team as this podcast, having a team in spad tourney. What do you think means more to you? Defending champs in pawn hockey or having a good showcase for the first year in spad tourney? I think I think they're pretty much, you know... Similar? I mean, I, I thought maybe I would you would love one, the... One, you love the accolades and the the LeBron James rings to go well, back to back. I, exactly. I want to keep adding on uh, to what we started <laughs> at Pond Hockey, but at the same time, it's listen, any tournament, any match, all I want to do is win. So um, that's, uh, you know, winning's at the forefront uh, of it all. Very super over competitive. But uh, yeah, yeah. I think, I think they're yeah. pretty much dead even. Dead even. Okay. Okay. And. Um... Coppercliff Arena, I know we mentioned a little bit in the YouTube video. It's discussed amongst others, not you, um, because we don't want to let you know. But uh, we're probably going to give you the rookie lap in Coppercliff Arena for Friday morning's game. So, Well, so you just let me know. <laughs> I did just let you know. What does it get to mean, buddy, to walk up that tunnel for the first time? Say it on air. I know you said it on Should YouTube. I go bucket but... off? Bucket off? <laughs> I'll bring it to the bench for you. <laughs> If I, had hair, if I had hair, I would have done uh, I would have done bucket. We'll off. give you two pucks. Nets are gonna be already pegged in and you just ting fired off of it. Ah, that would be jokes. Buddy, I still uh, remember my first lug game back in Garson and they gave me and Miguel the lap because we're both from here. And it was awesome. Like honestly it was. It was just, that was the best feeling of the game was doing that. You grew up playing in that rink, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's gonna be fun, man. It's I'm so uh, just to soak it all that, in. That arena, that arena is, is very special. nice. It's uh, it's a special rink. It's very different compared to all the other uh, rinks in Sudbury. It's just there's something different about it. I don't know. It's just the layout. You know, walking up the tunnel. It's just yeah, it's wicked. And, okay, so uh, here's here's there. one Coppercliff question I got for you. And everyone from Sudbury knows the Coppercliff Arena. Which net? Do you like scoring more on? Because I have no, my answer for closest to the entrance. Great answer. It's just there's some about it's like a a little know, like nest there. Like you have the over you have that over and then people part, yeah walking people watching, in getting canteen yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. okay there's just a cool feel uh, to it yeah yeah I love it yeah okay. it's gonna be sick yeah um, okay let's go Tom to uh, the OHL. Um, looking at the Eastern Conference, Brantford uh, is up ahead on the Wolves by a point. Wolves sit in second, the North Bay Battalion in third, Oshawa in fourth, Mississauga sliding to fifth, Ottawa in sixth after making a ton of moves too, which uh, is interesting, but they have a couple games in hand here on a few teams. Kingston in seventh and Peterborough uh, in eighth, Barry and Niagara round out, uh, not in playoff spots, sorry. Uh, in the West, the London Knights, for the first time in so many months, we have a new team in first in the West, and it is the London Knights uh, sitting in first with 63 points, and they have multiple games in hand against the rest of the West. Sue in second, Kitch in third, Saginaw fourth, um, Guelph in fifth, one sound in sixth, Erie in seventh, eight. The eighth spot is Flint, and then Sarnia and Windsor, or Windsor two, uh, round out the West. So there is the standings. Um, I mean, London fourteen game heater. Tom beating Kitchener 
twice. Him home, sweeping him, home and home. Mm-hmm. Oh. Six fights oh. that Saturday game. Cowan's dropping the Listen, mitts. You post people, the McHugh's uh, clip. You go, go ahead. People want to say, you know, people can say what they want about Max McHugh. I personally would hate to play against him. So it, did this clip finally admit it for you? But that guy could play hey? on my, my team any day of the week. He understands his role. He will fight. He, You know what I mean? Like that team is, there's so much glue and so much gel on there. Everyone's fighting for each other. Like it's it's awesome. Um, and Max VQ has just totally embraced, you know, this role of like, he's not going to score, you know, a ton of points, but he's going to contribute in more ways than one with this squad. And you could tell they're just vibing and they're tight and beating Kitchener home and home. You got to go to the odd and win there. The only thing I'll say, you know, there's still a lot of games left. Can they keep this up? How long are they going to keep this up for? Are you worried they're they peaking that burn, too much? Out. That, are they peaking, you know, too early? I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, what a team, Tom. Oh, what a team. So so here's what I got to say about London. It's that program that the Hunter brothers got them in. Everybody, Chim, and it's so hard, even for us, when we coached minor hockey here in Sudbury, to get young age hockey players to understand what their role is with the team. You mentioned Max McHugh. He easily can be on any single other OHL team and be the point guy. I'm not playing power play, yelling at the coach, da-da-da. Jim, he accepts his role. Sometimes he's in power play one. Sometimes he's power play two. PK one, definitely. Does he need the fight? Like you mentioned, sure, I'll drop the nets. Everybody on that team, third line, fourth line, top six, bottom pair D, whatever it is, backup goalie, they all know their role because they all bought into what the coach has been preaching since day one of training camp. I guarantee you that. And that's why they're the best team, in my opinion, the CCHL. But it, it's so hard to get yeah, through yeah, the kids, yeah. Jim, to buy in. Like we had struggled that as coaches, right? And we see that a little bit with the Wolves. And we, we'll get into that. But it's like London looks like a team. They're all playing. And it's so easy for us to say that because we're just podcasters talking about it. They're playing for the logo on their jersey rather than the name on the back. And that that's literally all it is. That's all I'll say about London. That's why they won 14 straight. To I'll me, you, it, Tom, it, totally it's a agree. recipe that's I, not that I'll hard, in this. my opinion. In my opinion, it's I, not. I will, I will tell you this. This is what I've noticed with the OHL. Your coach is probably... Having a good coach in... The CHL is just as important as having the best players because at the junior level, at the junior level, you need someone, you need someone to, you know, instill discipline among like their kids, right? Like, yeah, you need a coach that is able to, uh, you know, and the perfect example is, is Hunter in, uh, in London, like. Just knows how to run a hockey team. Um, knows how to have fun, but knows how to reel the guys back in. 
another team, and we can, you know, this is how we'll uh, move on to the Wolves here. That's well run. Hate him or love him. Stan Butler knows how to run a hockey team. Uh, the Erie Otters came in Friday night against the Wolves and schooled them. They played their system to an yeah. absolute T. Tom, to an absolute T. Yeah, dude, I know. We're sitting there watching. It was, it was embarrassing for the Wolves, um, who obviously, you know, that game, you know, it could be a one-off where it was just like, I don't know, nothing was clicking. The D zone was terrible, but... Erie was just so well run and disciplined. Oh, it was just like, and then we're we're having this conversation like if Erie was in the West, it could be or a top East. five. Uh, in sorry, East. in the East, it could yeah. be a top five, top sixteen. Easy. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to play them. Benny Goge, North, Northern boy from North Bay, comes over. They got a good They're goal. They're gonna take a couple they, games, Tom, off oh, anyone 100%. in the West in in the playoffs. I've seen enough to know they've got, they got to get. They're going to win a couple games, like you mentioned. An OUA goalie. OUA. OA goalie, sorry. Overage goalie. Stan Butler. That alone will win you a couple games in the playoffs. Yeah. Like, I was impressed, Jim. And it's just, it's frustrating sometimes. Not seeing our Wolfers buy in. Not seeing the bottom six guys do their role. Not seeing the top guys want to back check. Like, it's just... Yeah. I don't know, maybe watch London's games on film on the bus for road trips. Like, everybody buys in on that team. Everybody. And, Jim, that is why I'm, I'm, well, I'm going back to London. But why do we see 5, 10 years, 15 years after these guys leave the London program still play in the NHL? It's because they get them ready for the next level when they're there. For sure, they run. It's like an NHL team. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like the most yeah. successful guys come from London. I know, big arena, whatever, money. Yes, yeah, I get it. It's a powerhouse of the O. But a lot of guys that play have successful careers come from London. Majority of them in the O. Absolutely, um, right? Absolutely, I I do agree. And Thanks, buddy. I think when we're looking here, you know, at the Wolves, they have the pieces. Am I a little weary on goaltending? Absolutely. Yeah. Right now, we don't know who the number one goalie is. Like, there's just, it bounces between Vandenberg and Vondras. You know, every way the wind goes, it's just, we go back and forth, depending. They play Barry on Sunday, a much better game against a very weak, very Colts team. Um, I found Tom. And I think the biggest thing, again, if the staff, the coaching staff, which I believe has, you know, the ability to do, uh, we had Brent Gober on. I believe in Brent Gober. Um, these guys, you know, if we can dial in the shift time, you know, from three minutes to like a minute, like it, it's such a simple thing. Like everyone's going to play Keep a little fresh. bit more. Yeah. Everyone's yeah. going to be fresh. Like you go up, you go down once. The next time up, it's probably deep and off. Like it's just simple hockey. Mm-hmm. Um I do like that they split up the lines uh, a bit here, Tom. I think you got a little more balance, a little more depth. Yep. I think the top two lines are still heavy. The third line's heavy. I mean, they're deep all the way around. The fourth line's great, too. So I also, I think one of the best moves, and uh, hopefully he sticks around on that top line, is Evan Kanye. He's the perfect guy to play with Musty and uh, and Dvorsky. A guy Pass first, honey buddy. Badger. Listen, Pass he's going to go and get you the puck. And he's going to go to the front of the net. That's, you know, Connie is going to be there all the time. I think he's a little more 
defensively uh, reliable than uh, Masi and Dvorsky too. So he helps out, kind of balances out that line that way. And, I mean, Dvorsky is just... He oh, is yeah. he's on a heater. leaps and bounds ahead of everybody. He's ready for the next stage, for sure. The power play, Tom. So, Tom, the first remember, time we remember, started talking yeah. about the power play was about two months ago now. It was at 8.5%, the worst in the OHL. It's at 27 Niagara now? had a better one. Uh, the Wolves' power play is at 20%. Right yeah. It's huge upgrade, bud. I think him just coming alone helped. He moved uh, it up 12%. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. So, um, you know. I think uh, the Wolves here, uh, I think there's time to figure out that just there's a couple more moves I'd like to see them make on the back end. But uh, goaltending, if they can, you know, figure it out and just we got to get guys to buy in, I think think they'll be okay. Again, you're in the East. I would never – the Wolves in the West would be a totally different story. But in the East, you have uh, a very good chance. Well, you're playing a team – like Barry, probably in the first round. Yeah. Right. So it should be four or five games. Get your feet wet. Get everyone comfortable in the playoffs. Get get the knots out. Go to round two. Yeah. Try to get first place. Obviously in the East. You mentioned Brantford leading right now that conference. Get home ice all the way through. It's going to be a huge factor, especially because we're going to be in the building for every game. But no, <laughs> that home crowd for for Wolves playoff games is. Uh, I don't even know what to compare it to. Well, it's like going to TD Garden as a Bruins <laughs> opponent, in my opinion. Just yeah. how passionate the Wolves fans are, us included. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, very. Uh, yeah, that's really very, it, man. I, the one thing I wanted to say, because I do remember this back in the summer when Peterborough made that run and they went to the Mem Cup. Remember when we were texting about Michael Simpson? I was like, the Wolves should trade for this guy. They should trade for him. They should trade for him. I know he's an OA spot, but Jim, you mentioned goaltending. Like, I hopefully they can figure it out. I'm not calling, not saying it's a wash right now, and the goaltending is no. going to be the issue. But Michael Simpson's leading the O and wins. I know he's on London, a very good team, but you know, going to get a winner like that would have helped. But I'm, I mean, he does take an OA spot. I just, I do remember that where I was on the couch watching the Mem Cup, and I'm like, the Wolves got a trade for this guy. Peter Rose not going to be good this the following year. Go get him. But yeah. That's what hey, even, London, uh, London. Even the Benny Gold would have been, uh, been nice. But yeah. uh, let's see. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, Von yeah, it, it'll figure it out. can prove, uh, prove us wrong. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Wolves have a home-and-home home with North Bay, Tom. That's going to be a great look at what could potentially be an Easter Conference final. These guys will probably see each other in the playoffs. Um, so that'll be a nice uh, little litmus test for for the boys. There's gonna be a few that. tilts, for sure. Yeah, for sure. So, well, you'd hope. Well, not you'd hope, but you're expecting. Um, but we'll uh, we'll see here uh, heading down. Okay, Tom. A couple more things uh, before we get into our interview, Tom. We gotta talk about the BCHL. Yeah, what this the is, hell is going on there, buddy? <laughs> so, um, junior hockey. This is this is insane. Like. What's happened? This could, you know, really, you know, start a big domino effect that could cripple all of uh, junior hockey around here in in Canada. So the BCHL, Tom, which was one of the best leagues um, in Canada, decided uh, last year that they were going to opt out of the CJHL and Hockey Canada. So that means the only sanctioned league in Canada 
they were they're out. So that means the teams that won that league couldn't go to nationals. Um, you know, different types of, of things in terms of acquiring players uh, and whatnot. I'm not sure how it worked from league to league with an unsanctioned team. But the BCHL had teams like, you know, Penticton, who is basically the Brooks Bandits of the BCHL, right? So yeah. you're taking away some of the best teams um, into this unsanctioned league. Well, comes out this uh, comes out this week. BCHL wasn't finished. They're going to start their 24-25 season, and they have added five Alberta-based teams from the AGHL, uh, which includes the Black Falls Bulldogs, Brooks Bandits, Okotoks Oilers, Sherwood Park Crusaders, and Spruce Grove Saints, which are basically the, five best the teams. top five yeah. teams in the AGHL. Uh, so the AGHL in response, which is the Alberta Junior League, uh, canceled all the games and they're looking to find a way to, to make this work, right? To, to make this work. Um, they don't know if they're going to suspend the teams for the, the rest of the year yeah. or what's going to happen. Uh, the worst I, part is this it all goes back to ruining for the kids. Hundred, uh, That's all I was going to say, bud. It just ruins it for the kids. Um, but apparently, you know, reading in this article, the reason why the BCHL left Hockey Canada was done to provide more options for players under 18 years old who are looking to complete, compete in college hockey in the United States. BCHL teams are uh, now able to recruit 16 and 17-year-olds from other provinces, which is currently against Hockey Canada regulations. So uh, there you go in terms of acquiring players, right? So, yeah. Tom, when they do this, Tom, you know, this is kind of like looking like a USHL route um, that we're looking at. What are these other leagues going to do, Tom? You know, now, you know, when Ontario teams start looking at this, you know, the OJ says, well, maybe I want to get in on this. You know what I mean? Yeah, but at the same time, I think the OJ and the Noge and the junior teams in Ontario are kind of licking their chops right now, Jim. Like, we might get the best players coming here instead of going there like or is it vice versa Tom or it's vice versa it can go either one or two ways to play for the Brooks Bandits I'm telling you no I know because it's an easier way for for well one D1 schools to look at you especially going there how many national championships have they won they won like and here's the thing like these teams it's a disaster Jim it's an outright disaster there's no other way to put it hockey yeah I think hockey Canada uh, has you know the junior A system the junior A system is a bit broken Right now, I, I think yeah. it is a bit broken. You know, the OHL is so, I mean, sorry, Junior A is so unique. Um, can, Hockey Canada, like just Canadian hockey in general, is so unique in the sense that you have like the OHL, you have the whole CHL, right? OHL, QMGHL, WHL, right? No other leagues, no other countries have something like this um so i think it's something hard to juggle with um a lot of kids want to go play d1 now too tom when you have a a league now like the bchl where all the best teams in canada are going to go and play you know how do you not want to go up there yeah so my my argue point is do you extend minor hockey for a couple more years and then kids can kids can either decide, am I going junior 
or am I going right to college? Like, I know it's really hard to go right from like U18, 18, 19 minor hockey to D1 or to school, but maybe that's the, like, I don't want to say the solution, but it's like either they go to junior or they go to the school to play. And you don't lose that two-year buffer of not having, one, a good team, but two, probably a list of players that move. Because that, that's going to affect stuff here too, Jim. Like minor hockey growing up. People are going to start moving out to BC when they're 14, 15. 100%. So it's gonna, it's not just junior. It's got a, a ripple effect everywhere. GT, like the Great North Major. Absolutely. Like the GTHL in Ontario. About, like the yeah, exactly. Whole, the whole system. Um and we see guys like, from Northern Ontario leave at 13 now, dude, because yeah. they're worried about this. It's insane. I, I, I never think it's a, it's a wake-up call, though, for Hockey Canada. Like, they got to do they gotta something. They got to figure it out. They got to figure it out. You got to work with these teams, right? Because, um, like, the best part, like, the, the the national championships, like, you know, such a cool thing where 100%. all the best teams go to play, right? Um, and to lose that would suck. And, like, all these other teams and now these leagues – you know, you take the top five teams from the AJHL, that's going to ruin the whole AJHL, right? Like, that's just what is going to happen to that league. Um, and I think, you know, this NCAA versus CHL thing, at some point, Tom, do we start to see the CHL, you know, start giving in? This could be a whole other podcast, brother. I 100%. Yeah. Everyone's always had that. Here's here's the thing. London he, beat a Michigan. Would London beat whatever? What I never understood, yeah, how cool it would be like a best on best tournament. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Even exhibition games not allowed. You this, play yeah. one game in the O and you can't go to D1. Like Yeah, so I, I'm re- I'm reading it right now. It says that the NCAA considers CHL to be a professional league because it includes players who have signed NHL contracts. So <laughs> And here and here's the thing. Okay. It's such a it's such a petty thing though, because half the guys aren't signed to a contract. So what happens to those guys? That's not fair to those guys. They should have the No, there's there's probably what, twenty in the league that signed OHL? They should they should have the opportunity to go and play uh D one. And but Jim. Here's the thing though, but here's the ahead. problem is obviously the CHL has this agreement with uh U Sports. You know, if you start letting guys you know, in the CHL, go and play D one. It's over. The uh, sports is over. Like they would, no yeah. nobody would go and play, or it wouldn't yeah. be very good. So, oh man, it's yeah, such a complicated I, I, issue. Not just it is. It is. There, there's there's way more than we think of. And the one point I mentioned about guys signing NHL contracts and makes it a professional league, Jim, under twenty, these guys that sign their entry level deal that don't play, like one game or 10 games in the show that year they don't burn their deal so yes they're signed but still when they make the transition from the o to the end they still have three years of that deal so are you really i get it you're earning the money but are you really like signed in my opinion no that's the way i look at it because you're not burning your like your entry-level deal like yeah so because it's a certain age gap right for for it to count for your first year of your entry-level contract yeah man it's not good and like we mentioned, we mentioned the UNB Reds all the time. Like that, that would go away. A lot of good OHL players like Cole and Baber that both play on UNB, like OHL studs that go there after to do their schooling. Like that whole process will be gone, Jim. OHL money that you played four years to go to school now, that like, like you mentioned, it'll be all gone. Like I, 
I, I don't know where where it would go, but I think the the main part that has to change is people that go to OHL camps or play a game or exhibition, whatever it is, they should be able to go to D1 if they wanted to, if they like, you know, less than 20 games or rather than like stepping into the building, I've heard some stories before. It's like, oh, they were at our facility. He can't go to D1 now. And the kid's ruined and maybe doesn't even play in the O after. So it's like you're gonna take a D one offer away from yeah. Them. There's got to be there's got to be a little bit more of a, a, a stipulation uh, around that. But if we're you know looking at leagues leaving Hockey Canada, it, I mean, it's a it's a wake up call. They have to you got to do something, um, and uh, and uh, and change it up. So hey man, we we, we snapped it pretty good there. Maybe we'll um, I don't know. We can find a guest that knows more than we do about all this and get him on. Yeah, if anyone has info. Uh, and listening, don't be afraid to, to reach out because we like to. Learn but like, why would El, why would Alberta agree to that? Why wouldn't you? Because the, the top, league's done, it's the Chen, Top five teams, the top five. The, teams. the league's done though. Like out the Alberta Junior League's not agreeing to this, Tom. Okay, the five no. teams agreed to it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. I thought the, the AJHL was on was on pace for this. The AJHL agreed to the whole league would go there. It's only five teams. So why not, not just make it like yes a? To, that's why they canceled games. I guess you because can't. They weren't you you kind of can't make Alberta and BC one league together because the traveling costs and everything will just shoot through the roof and owners and. You know what they I mean? Just, though they uh, BCHL asked the top five teams to come, and, yeah. uh, and they, they said, all yes. said yes. Yeah. So, and the AJHL, who knows if they knew about it or not, uh, but they obviously weren't happy with it because they uh, they have canceled a bunch of games right now. With everything. so, what do you think Brooks' advantage is for this? The best team in the Alberta League. You get to get with- more. You get to get players from everywhere, man. Not like they don't uh, already. But- <laughs> exactly. But, Everyone uh, already I, goes there, but I think uh, I think you'd be able to uh, get a man. There, sixteen and seventeen year olds from from other fair, too, fair, right? fair. I mean, I just think it as younger they, players. Yeah, they have an easy path to the national championship basically every year. Like I know there's five good teams, four good teams that we mentioned, but they're there every year. It seems like Jim. Yeah, obviously they don't care too much about the about national that. Championship, right? But yeah. also too, Tom. It helps the kids. But, Tom, they're killing teams in this league. Like, up until... That's what I mean. It helps the kids develop. Like, they're they're destroying teams. That's not best. So, I don't know, man. It's wild. Yeah, but doing this, like you said, Jim, is hurting the players now. So, like, there's a whole gray area, and I feel bad for the, you know, any player involved right now. Maybe we'll have to ask uh, former Brooks Bandit, uh, Dario Belgio, his thoughts. Kale McCarr. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, let's uh, let's keep it going here, Tom. Uh, some soccer news uh, very quickly. The Sudbury Cyclones uh, held a press conference on uh, Wednesday afternoon to announce coach, the coach, as well as a couple signings and unveil the logo. Uh, the logo, I don't know. Uh, you haven't seen it, Tom. I mean, my thoughts are a little bit mixed on it. I, I, I really don't know what to think about it. Maybe it'll grow on me a little bit more. I think it's a little, maybe a little too cookie cutter for me. But uh, okay. we'll uh, we'll see. Um, but 
some major signings uh, that they came through on. Uh, first of all, former guest uh, Giuseppe Politi will be joining uh, the team as uh, the head coach. Um, so obviously, I don't think who else would be better to do it. Than oh him. my so god, this guy! Him. And then hundred uh, percent two signings. Uh, one from Nipissing University, Jack Collins, uh, signed with the Cyclones. Uh, this year he played uh, five years with Nipissing. I went to teachers' uh, college with him. I think it's a great signing. I think he's uh, it was a he was a top OUA uh, player, and I think he'll be a great addition for them. And another major signing, Michael Mark Antonini, probably the only Sudbarian to go as far as anybody uh, in soccer. He played. Uh, he played five years with four years, four years. Yes. Four years with Michigan state soccer. Uh, so he is coming back and playing for Sudbury. He finished in 2017. So, um, not sure what he's been up to, uh, after, uh, soccer, but, um, very excited to see uh, what he can do here. It'll be uh, be very interesting. So that's your Subway Cyclones news. Um, and uh, we'll always update you on uh, on what else uh, is coming through. So coming through the pipeline. A lot more signings to come. Uh, very uh, interested to see. So, okay, let's go to uh, the Nolge very quickly. Timmons, Powassan, and Hurst are your top three in the standings in the East. Blind River, uh and Greater Sudbury Cubs are tied for first. Espanola follows, and the Sioux T-Birds follow as well. Uh, the Blind River Beavers had their uh, streak snapped. Um, they're 9-1 in their past 10, though, so uh, no joke for sure. That is going to do it for your NOJHL standings update, and that is going to do it for your Corny's bulletin board. We are going to now send it off to our interview with the boys from the basement, John Hillier, and Cole Payette. Okay, Tommy, ladies and gentlemen, this is a big one for the boys. For the first time in BTB's history, we're venturing in the world of fitness, Tom, um, with two special guests that have been staples in Subway Fitness for years now. Our first guest is a graduate of Cambrian's Fitness and Leisure Management Program, served clients in many different sports, as well as being the head trainer for the Subway Chills OVA program. Please welcome <laughs> co-owner of the Basement Fitness, Cole Payette. How are we doing? Not too bad yourself. Thanks <laughs> for having me. Of course. I'm excited. Of course. And joining That's him today. That's a good today, intro. That was a good. really good. Yeah, it was Not really good. too bad yourself. <laughs> Can I do the whole thing in an Irish accent? No, no hey, not again. Why not? Not again. Not again. Not again. He always just changes his voice. Uh, uh, I love it. I think it's pretty good. Yeah, it is pretty good. Joining him today. It's Tom and I's trainer. He's from New Lisker, Ontario. He's also a graduate of the Fitness and Leisure Management Program at Cambrian College. Has trained various athletes around the north and spent some time in NOGHL. And is also co-owner of the Basement Fitness. Please welcome John Hillier to the B2B Podcast. How are we doing? I'm good, man. Yeah, you know, I figured... Uh after two years, you guys finally got warmed up. We got our people got to talk together. Yes. You know, about time to get some real guests on, like the Felinos. <laughs> about time to get some real people on that people might be interested it, it in, uh, took, in hearing us. It only took Alex to be a member here to actually finally Dude, start this You know what's the craziest part? It happened, I'm going to say, less than a week after. after and you've been my boy since you were like, I don't know, 15, 16, yeah. maybe. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I but, uh, have literally been asking since day one to since get on you this met me. Yeah. Since you met me. Every single day you say, just wait. 
and every single week I wait by my phone, wait for you know the call to come in. And I also would like to point out, you invited yourself onto it. They, I remember them asking <laughs> yep. me, and you would like yep, it was an earshot of the office. I'll, I'll be in voice. Let me know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was waiting for my opportunity, and like Eight Mile, I did not miss my chance to blow. <laughs> this came, but once in a lifetime. That's a line I just invented just now. Oh, no kidding. Off the dome. Uh, I think I love um, it. I well, love it. the first question I got from Alex is before we get into the whole gym part, talk to us about how you guys met in the first place, and then we'll get into everything else after. School, I'd assume. Well, well, I assume. I'll tell you this right now. So I met Cole uh, in our first year at Cambrian College, and uh, my first impression was that I did not like him. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, this is a guy who makes a ton of jokes, but he's just not turning it off. I'm like, this is crazy. And uh, I distinctly remember where we became friends. Yeah, yeah, pretty (laughs) jealous of me. And actually, it was it was a night where I didn't have hockey, and uh, I wanted to go out do something because I was pretty like few and far between those evenings, and no one wanted to go out. And I was walking through Cambrian campus res, and I remember like. I'm pretty sure Cole lives here. And I just basically knocked. I was like, dude, what's going on? Like, hey, you feel like going out tonight? I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm coming right down. I said, I just finished basketball practice. Okay, cool. Yeah, you just like shower up. You're ready. He's like, no, no, I'm, I'm good right now. <laughs> I'm not no making this up. I promise you. I yeah, promise I you. Me this one he before. came out legitimately in just like root sweatpants and uh, no just like a, a long cardigan. I'm like, man, you sure you want to go out like and dance with that? Yeah, we're good to go. No shower. Just came out and, and at that moment, I think, uh, yeah, we became, we became friends. best friends. Yeah, did like, we just become best friends? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> Something like that. So, again, oh my God, what he's not telling you is that I dominated the dance floor. Absolutely <laughs> well, yeah. dominated. We all know that. Yeah, had to teach John a thing or two, but once he was able to get to my level, like we had a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you're gonna sweat again, there's no point in showering. Right? That's what I'm saying. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. Just throw on a little bit of deodorant and away you go. Yeah. yeah, spray deodorant wasn't, wasn't a, a thing back then. It's been my experience. I know, like time the dinosaurs. Women, <laughs> women love a nice musk when you go out on the dance floor. They want to know. And when I went out there, they knew I was coming. You wanted to so get out funny. there, you had to pay the coal toll. Yeah, Everyone knew the that. The coal toll, oh my god. Um, That's good. You mentioned, or I think you did, basketball practice. So you played basketball growing up and you were the hockey player growing up. So if you guys want to yeah. share like... I yeah. know. Within your you know, sport, what I you could, did? I could probably just save you both the time. We both spent a lot of time on the bench. <laughs> so uh, similar to the title of the show, we're fitting. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, go ahead. So for me, growing up, played mm-hmm. hockey, basketball. Okay. So it got to the point where you know you have to decide whether or not you're going to try to excel in one or the other. Right. So I would have been 15 or 16. I played the highest level of hockey. There's nothing higher than junior C that I've ever seen. Okay, so that's where I played. Prestige. In Cardin Bulldogs, you'll never see higher. The uh, founder of Letterkenning, main guy, also played there. Jared, so No way. Jared and Jerry Kiesel. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah, also played there. He grew up 20 minutes down the road from me. That's so your best friend? Best friends. That's like, your best friend. That's yeah. why I got my you know, recurring role on Letterkenny. Yeah, yeah. Still get the residuals. <laughs> like, it's big. Jim Buff, number one, if you're looking. Okay. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Look for my IMBD or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, IMBD. Yeah, so I was playing junior, playing um, club basketball as well, and decided that I was not very good at hockey. So I thought my best chance was to, you know, play college basketball and do it that way and was able to get, again, the highest level of basketball of Cambrian. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) How was that squad? Actually, my first year, we were uh, top 10 in Canada. We were really good. So a couple of dropouts from Laurentian helped us. And uh, who, would, who would your player comparison be? 
Who were you? Who was I? Yeah. I would say... Yeah, Clay Thompson, what were you? Oh, God, no. No. <laughs> Who's the water boy? Is yeah, I, was water boy? Say, <laughs> I was I was Jeremy Lin before he got that break, right? Like, just <laughs> riding those 10-day contracts. Yeah. Like, Toronto Raptors, yeah. Jeremy Lin. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Yeah. That's funny. No, I always wanted to just be more of a defensive stopper. So, okay. like, players that I really looked up to were Tony Allen's, like, 3 and D guys, yeah. or uh, Shane Battier. He played, at, yeah. he played at Duke and then played... I think 15, 16 years. Those are the kind of glue players that I looked up to and wanted to emulate my game around. Awesome. Cool. Yeah. And John, you spent some time in the Nulge, and we actually checked your lead prospect. So don't. I did. Don't. Don't. Oh, yeah. Don't even. I didn't even know Manitoulin had a, t- a team in the Nulge. So take me through the Manitoulin. I didn't even think they had a team when I was playing there. <laughs> oh, Swiss Man. cheese Hillier, they yeah. called them. <laughs> yeah. So I had a pretty interesting. Uh, junior career so I was a suitcase and I was the guy that had no business playing had zero natural talent was just too stubborn to figure it out and I just outworked my way always from a backup role into a starting role and so on and so forth and uh, I first played junior actually for a team that folded like even before it doesn't really show and uh, that was while I was still playing midget or now U18 and uh, so yeah so I became all of a sudden this free agent buddy of mine was playing here in Sudbury, so I came to Sudbury. We won the league in my rookie season, which is pretty cool. It was a good experience. And uh, I was in the back end of another trade, and I got dealt to Manitoulin. And I thought it'd be good for me for like development purposes, which it was. Oh, I got a lot of shots, man. <laughs> I, got, like, I had the most shots anywhere in the league. But I mean, it was just, your goals against is awful. And uh, I did have a couple mistakes in my career, and I, I ended up getting traded to a team that was kind of similar to the Maritimes. I bounced around. And uh, I had some opportunities, and I, I, in my opinion, I thought I had the ability to play semi-pro somewhere, which I think I did. I, yeah. I was, I was, oh, I was okay. I was never excellent. I was just okay, and a really hard worker. So I thought I'd probably find myself in Europe in like a tier two league right. at best. And uh, I had an opportunity, and I just I was playing hockey in our pro league at the time at RHB, and uh, which is now NHA. And uh, yeah, I tore my MCL, and that was like a week before leaving. I was heading down south, and. Uh, yeah, I had an opportunity to play in the SPHL and, and uh, tore my MCL. Terrible timing, and then, of course, the typical story, man. I always say it's either a girl or an injury that ends yep. a guy's career. <laughs> I, I got them both at the exact same time. So, yeah, I always say thank God I married her, right? Otherwise, uh, but no, that. And I, you know what, man? Like I said, I, I wasn't quite the caliber of player that would have been playing a long time. Yeah. But, you know, like, like you guys, when you interview all these athletes like, that are still in it and actively trying. I just enjoyed hanging out with the guys. I enjoyed yeah. the sport. The I love the sport. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you guys as athletes yourselves, you know it. It's just, there's nothing better than being able to hang out in the locker room or hang out like in your sport or field of play and, and just do that every day. Right. So That's why true. wouldn't you want to? Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, absolutely. And that kind of takes us to like the next, I guess, part of your lives is when you guys got into fitness. Like, was that something you always wanted to get into or did it kind of come about after your careers were kind of heading to, heading to an end? Well, I know for me, like, growing up, so all the way until grade 8, grade 9, I got cut from every team. So I never made, like, a AAA team. I never made, you know, any of the traveling basketball teams or anything like that. So I want to say my training journey started when I was in grade 8 because of the fact that I wasn't making teams. So I knew I needed right. to do something in order to compete with the people that were just naturally better than me. So that's how I got into going into the gym, trying to get stronger, trying to get faster. And at the time before, you know, internet was coming out, 
it was just reading fitness magazines yeah. and it was just pure bodybuilding and then from that I would look at you know fitness commercials you know looking at the plyometric that's stuff cool. that they're doing and that's how I got into it and just trying to incorporate more and more to get better and then from that made my first AAA team then made you know some junior teams and then from there was able to play on more basketball teams from that gotcha. so I was able to work my way up to that which I really enjoyed the aspect of learning what what things I was doing in the gym were translating on the actual performance on either the ice or on the, the court. Okay, gotcha. And Jono, how about you? Yeah, kind of similar. Um, it was going into my, what we call now, you 16, right, year, mm -hmm. and uh, my draft year. And, you know, my goalie coach slash assistant coach, he was like going to be, you know, one of the coaches of the team I wanted to make, and he was running like a summer long strength conditioning program. And I kind of just thought to myself, I'm like, I got to be in the gym. Like, right. if the rest of the guys are doing it, and he's one of the coaches, he's selecting the team and handling the goalies, like, I have to. And he kind of became my actually my mentor slash agent slash like all that to me. And uh, and that's kind of how I got in the gym. I originally thought I'd be a phys ed teacher, and you know, I kind of do dabble obviously at Cambrian, but. Um, I thought that that's what I would want to do. And I got a co-op after that summer at the gym I was working at. And like middle of my co-op, I just fell in love with it. Like then the summer, it's like running the grind and working out the guys and being in that atmosphere. I enjoyed it so much that once I got really into that co-op setting and then I got a job from there, I just, I've never looked back. I've always worked in gyms since that day. So yeah, it was go. a natural progression for me. Cool, yeah, that's that's wicked. And I guess moving towards obviously the basement, we know Aaron kind of founded the basement, but how did your paths get to here? Was it right after Cambrian or did you guys kind of hook up a little bit later? How did that, yeah, how did it work? Sure. Yeah. yeah, so at the end of Cambrian, we have a co-op that we all have to do. And mm -hmm. because I was still playing basketball, I wanted to stay in city and there weren't a lot of gyms that were hiring at the time and Aaron was a uh, basketball coach at Laurentian so I knew him through basketball and knew that he was opening and it would have been I want to say weeks after he opened so when I went and interviewed with him there were still boxes on the ground there were still like renos that needed to be done so I asked if I could do my co-op it was of course like unpaid so like yeah I'll take free labor for sure <laughs> so like, it was yeah. exactly that. Yeah. It was, yeah. That was the interview process. You want to work here for free? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then John was already training people at the time, so he was training people at Cambrian. He was training people at RHP. That's and right. He uh, he was looking for another spot to start training people, and he called me and said, "Like, you think Aaron would take on another person?" Yeah, yeah kind of like that. For free? For free? <laughs> that's kind of yeah. how it went. I was actually yeah. being forced out of Cambrian. That was, yeah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. a very polite way of yeah, saying that. Good, but yeah. Well, yeah, well, I, I didn't friend. want to get it, but yeah. yeah, got fired. Just straight, up, straight up canned. It was not fired, but more or less. Yeah, 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 yeah that's a yeah. whole other story, but, yeah. and now I work there again, ironically. But that's all time, yeah. full circle. It's all because of him. But this, yeah. this isn't the first location, right? There, you guys were somewhere else before, and then moved into this place? Fourth. Fourth. Yeah. Yeah. So we, take yeah. us through the Take yeah, us take through, through I guess. Okay, so first location would have been on Regent. Okay. So right across from Lockheed's, where legitimately in a basement okay okay so it was the one and only spot where we were in a basement and people were always not to code like yeah. no just like yeah. Yeah. It was a yeah. oh yeah it was yeah. a death trap yeah. anyone there with like mobility issues like they no, were they so were me. eating it yeah, yeah, yeah. i was absolutely falling down. Yeah, yeah. yeah and the only place that was in a basement and people always ask like why is it still the basement well we already made the website we had a couple okay. of t-shirts made we weren't changing the name at that right. point yeah yeah couldn't do it yeah so from there we went to king street and that was our first full service gym 
so we were there for I want to say a good two years. Uh, from there, it didn't really work out with the landlord. Uh, we moved to Kelly uh, Lake. Kelly Lake. Lake. No, no, uh, sorry, Lawrence Street. Lawrence Street. We were there on a temporary kind of lease, okay. and they wouldn't turn the heat on for us, so oh, I had to get out of there once <laughs> it was winter. Where was it on Lawrence Street? Phoenician room. So right behind Sizzle. Like okay. Right in, oh, yeah. Okay. And, and it was at the time it was called the Knights and I'm not sure which hotel yeah, yeah, it is yeah, now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you yeah, okay, cool. A yeah. bit of a missed opportunity because it had a bar in the back. <laughs> we could have been We would have tripled our business, yeah. you know, especially Literally. knowing our members. Yeah, yeah. We would have been the first ever bar slash gym. Yeah, yeah. And what most people I think are missing when it comes to their fitness is that they haven't had enough shots prior to hitting yes. a heavy squat. Well like Friday they come do arms and then they go out after. But exactly. we can drink pretty gym. No, it was a missed opportunity for sure. And you guys have been this location now for at least ten years. No, wait. No, no, we're, we're going into so in May, uh it'll be nine years. Okay. Wow. Wicked. Good for you guys. Wicked. And what when did you guys get to this spot? Yeah, so it was uh April's when we actually came and started doing our renos. So it was actually June, I guess our lease officially started. Oh. And that would have been nine years ago, so I don't even know the math on that. It was oh, set. 14, 2014, I guess that is. Cool. Sit around there. So, so uh, in it for the long haul here. Wow, that's yeah. sick. It, <clears throat> better than yesterday. I, oh, yeah. I think it's a sick slogan um, that you guys would go by. Tom always used to, always says it too, yeah. uh, even when I didn't come here. But uh, kind of take us through how that slogan came about, who came up with it, and yeah. That one was Aaron. Nice. So that, yeah. I think pretty much since day one, that was something that he had in his head that he wanted to be you know, the slogan of our gym and right. what our mentality was and just always striving for improvement and getting better, right? It's not right. about being the best. It's not about, you know, being the strongest. It's just constantly trying to improve wherever you are. And like you've seen, you've been here long enough now yeah. where you see our gym is pretty unique in the sense that we have yeah. people that are, yeah. you know, world-class athletes to people that have never set foot in a gym and right. everyone feels True. comfortable here. That's yeah. a good point. So that's where that saying applies to everyone yeah everyone can improve answer, everyone yeah. can get better yeah that's it it's so true like you know there's not really a gym i would say here i don't know i've been the good life we've been the good life like yeah. um you know the community the type of Culture. atmosphere in here like no one's uh, no egos bigger than um anyone here like everyone's kind of in it together um very friendly and, mm -hmm. and nice like you don't see that quite a bit um so i think it's really cool it's a testament to yeah. what you guys uh, yeah. do here and i guess i guess the the original vision what was it like for the basement what was i guess aaron's vision for what what it wanted to what he wanted the gym to be like it was really to create this kind of atmosphere mm -hmm. so making sure that when people come in they feel comfortable coming in mm -hmm. and you know like you said it's not good life it's not a big box style gym so when you walk into those they can be intimidating for someone who's never been in the gym right. before and it can be very you know exclusive to people that are you know gym buffs and that are familiar with all the equipment so when people come in here they feel comfortable and because we've created that environment people have been here for you know 10 15 years so i think that's like a testament to what we started from day one and the fact that you know when i walk into work you know john still as much as he was my best friend in college he's still my best friend now yeah, yeah. you know i show up to work excited to work every day right. and i think when people walk in they can feel that you can feel the positive oh, sure. energy when you come in and i mean when he started i know one thing like 
we're talking about good life and I'm not saying good life is bad because they're not they do a lot yeah. of great things yeah. in our country uh, and there's a lot of great people and trainers that go there but the one thing that I know really pushed him away was the sales component and I think that's one thing that also people don't love in mm-hmm. that setting where it's, it is a bit of the corporate it's the sales it's pretty sure. pushy in that way and sales is one thing that we just got away from mm-hmm. right you can come here you can manage your own business you can still be successful as a personal trainer which we were then able to really capture a lot of the amazing trainers that right. are in Sudbury yeah. there's still a lot of great trainers that don't work for us drop off a resume but I mean uh, <laughs> you know, but uh, and there are a lot of great people out there yeah. but we were able to get a really good community an amazing team of, of like <laughs> true career trainers and their members or you know their clients came along with them they then brought their friends and it just kind of just snowball effect where it wasn't pushy, it wasn't sales. Everybody just kind of referred people yeah. because they loved it here, and, and then that's how the community kind of got built, Yeah, which we're obviously very thankful for. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's awesome. And how many trainers do you guys have now? Eight, eight. 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 including wow. Aaron, Cole, and myself. Cool. Okay. The big three. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 The big three. Oh, many hours spent between us three. Yes. <laughs> yes, yeah, that I is true. I could imagine, yeah. Um, and to talk about the gym itself, it's it's very unique, like yeah. you guys mentioned. Um, John, first thing we talked about coming in here is you're not going to see a treadmill and there's no uh, mirrors in here, which is almost in every typical gym. So I guess take us through the, the design of the gym as a whole and maybe those unique features that I just mentioned. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah so I think the gym was not originally intended to be this way. Um, I don't know if that, this was Aaron or Cole or I's original vision, but like I think many things, you kind of just see where the industry is going and how, you know, just what was successful and what was really getting people results. And I mean, now the corporate gyms are catching up to us. Right. Like now you go into Good Life and see a turf. We've had one since almost day one. Yeah. You know, now you go in there, you see kettlebells and you see, you know, these other tools like, you know, people pulling heavy deadlifts on platforms and that sort of, you know, all that kind of jazz. It's that functional tra- based training uh, we were doing since day one. And we were all athletes ourselves mm-hmm. and uh, right. to either whatever sport it was. But we found that some of the most bang for your buck is teach your body how to move it's the way it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, load it and increase and increase and, and, and keep improving on those movements mm-hmm. and you'll see results. And I mean, uh, that was one thing that just was, was huge for us. So, you know, bars everywhere you know dumbbells and yep. still go up to 100 pounds and you know, all the fun little toys like kettlebells and bands you know we have yeah. cable towers in here and, and other unique equipment that might be you know uh, unique to us and kind of more that functional crossfit style gym yeah. but that's not what we are I mean you have people that come in here who are like Cole said they're just your weekend warrior mom and pop You've got geriatric population that come here that are maybe doing some physio and rehab or just trying to move. Then you have kids who are athletes and or world-class athletes next to the bodybuilders and people that want to lose weight and powerlifters. So Mm -hmm. it really is a big catch-all. And I think because people have realized that the fancy machines are wonderful. A treadmill's great. Yeah. We just do it a little differently. Push a sled. Yeah. And I mean, uh, yeah. you guys have done it now oh, yourselves. Yeah. You know. I mean, oh, yeah. you run some sled, and it's going to be the same equivalent, uh, you know, to, to, I'm to need a Gatorade on front. standby. For exactly. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, yeah. and just to build on that, you know, going back to, you know, what we believe in here. So going back to the slogan, better than yesterday. Right. Everyone is trying to get better. You're trying to optimize whatever you're doing. So if you're doing a deadlift and you're trying to get better at it, just because yours isn't better than someone else's, you're always just trying to improve and get the most out of it. And when it comes to when people come in, they look at the fact that we don't have mirrors. I always tell people that that's a good thing for optimizing your performance. Because if you're looking at yourself while you're doing a deadlift, you are doing it wrong. 
you know, you're just you're putting yourself yeah. in a compromised right. position. Right. So it's like John said, it's learning how to move your body first and then going from there. So it's not wondering if you're in the right place. You feel that you're in the right place because you've it's learned okay. how to do it properly. Just like when you're skating on the ice, you're not looking into the boards to see if your stride mechanics are good. Yeah, that's you good understand that you are doing it properly because if you're looking for any sort of acknowledgement that you're doing it right, you're going to get stood up. It's true. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Believe it in yourself that you actually are doing it right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, don't, I think the only reason you should be looking in, into the glass is through the glass, trying to see if there's anybody out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> catch, catching your eyes, hey, I'm on Good looking girl or guy. That's how you yeah, exactly. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> trying to avoid that, eh? Hey? Look at that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, the 24 7 access of the gym just got well, recently announced. Like, how did that all come about, and whose decision was that? I guess a group decision, I'd assume, but... Group decision. Every year we have a sit-down, we talk about the year, we talk about different ideas, but this all kind of came about uh, really from Oscar. So one of our trainers who... And again, it's more of a collaboration here. We talk to everyone, we get ideas, and it's not that every idea that someone has is going to be taken forth, but when we actually looked into it, he mentioned the the idea of a 24-hour access card. When we actually looked into it, it made a lot of sense. Yeah. And, it's awesome. And, I mean, it almost did the back, like the reverse, because post-COVID, they were yeah. trying to find staff, some other staff, unfortunately, they weren't working, had to find other yeah. jobs or careers just to pay the bills. And so next thing we knew, we have not as many, or we still have similar number of trainers, but they all have other obligations now. So we were almost stuck holding the bag with like, oh man, we got, no one wants to work a Sunday or Saturday in the middle of summer when it's right. 31 degrees outside. Right. Yeah. Right? So uh, we actually were able to implement you know this this system that allowed us to stay open 24/7 while still being able to you know do that all with the same staff so that was huge for us so you mentioned covid like obviously that was a huge hurdle for the business what do you guys say is the biggest challenge since running like starting this business like as a whole i mean some of the hurdles you guys have faced yeah and netflix. i mean covid netflix <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> not having tsn no i mean <laughs> COVID, covid obviously was a big one if you guys want to yeah to elaborate a little bit on that you guys dealt with a fire too yeah yeah yeah, yeah. That's well. yeah we've that's had quite a few things here actually so i mean covid is obviously tough on everybody yeah I mean, we looked at so many different ways to try to stay open and still try to get around it and still try to like we were renting out equipment like i mean yeah. uh we were doing everything man and like we did a lot of live stream stuff especially in the early days and uh yeah i think everybody kind of just dealt with it and we were blessed that one of the things that we've always been big on here is and I will give kudos to Aaron. He does a great job of managing our, our finances in terms of we've never over leveraged ourselves. We've really not over stretched. We always had that, you know, you talk with the core three. If everything else happened and everyone else left, that the three of us could still be able to manage this, this facility. And uh, so we were able to really, you know, by living inside our means and, you know, growing organically yeah. like we have over the last, you know, 13 years, uh, we stayed open. But then we opened just in time to have a fire, which of yeah. course there was an issue with the barbershop out front, and uh, that shut us down again. And yeah. So yeah, there's been quite a few things. I mean, what's been the hardest challenge? I don't know. I uh, I think it's there's always new challenges with just other facilities popping up. Like I said, yeah. that, the joke on Netflix, you're always battling people's inherent desire to just sit on the couch yeah. and, and you that's know right. uh, relax that's with true. a bag of Cheetos yeah. after work. Yeah. So that's always tough, but. I think for us, we just have to be willing to pivot. You know, right. when things happen, instead of, you know, the woe is me mentality, we have to be ready, you know, as fitness changes, as different, you know, environments change, we have to be ready, ready to change with those things. Right. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing for us. You know, John mentioned during COVID, when it first happened, we did a lot of the live stream things. It's Virtual not, workouts, yeah. Oh my gosh. And it's yeah. not something 
I enjoy doing. No. I don't enjoy training someone through a computer screen. Right. That's you know, right. It, to me, it misses out on the most important part, which is that, you know, one-on-one -on -one interaction. I don't get to see the full picture. Right. So when I'm training someone, if I can't see the full picture, where that bar is in relation to their feet, yeah, how their mechanic on yeah. the laptop. Yeah. I'm trying to get good <laughs> angles, you know, yeah. watching while they're training, and I just, how did it feel? Because I, yeah. I don't know. I, I have no idea. But it's you do the best you can with the tools that you're given. Mm -hmm. And at that time, we just had to be ready to pivot and do different things that, you know, force you to push and, you know, like change your own kind of methodology. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no doubt. Um, and when you guys, I guess, moved into here, like, what was the moving process? Like, how, like, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> like, take us through it. Like, was it just all you guys putting everything in place? Or, like, it must have been. Yeah, yeah dumbbell by dumbbell, plate by plate. I mean, we gotta give, we gotta give credit and shout outs to the people who did come and help we us. Yeah, some clients yeah. helped. You know, Absolutely, you, you, that's awesome. You, we mentioned how many locations we've had, like no the fourth location, like two of those happened in less than 24 hours. The one was an overnight move where we shut down the gym at 10 p.m. and, and one of our former members, and he was one of Aaron's clients at the time, he had borrowed from work a transport and it was open, it was snowing, it was freezing and there's probably eight or 10 of us that hand bombed every single dumbbell, oh every bar, God. pulled all the bolts off rigs and this and that, threw it in there and reset it up before opening the next morning. Wow. So do you this remember that? I do, 100%. Dude, it's I was training someone and as I finished like their last set, they racked the bar. It's already someone seen. was already taking plates off the bar. Like, all right, we're moving this to the next location. Yeah. Like mid training session. Wow. Yeah, don't come here wow. uh, tomorrow because we won't be here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was, uh, this location was unique in that when we moved here too, we never, Aaron had never had the desire and, and I guess me too at that point to come to New Sudbury. Uh, we were kind of always South Endish kind of mentality, and it was just out of necessity. Uh, there was no buildings. We were in right. dire straits, having needing a location, and uh, so we came here. And I mean, even this building wasn't even finished our, our construction when we moved in. That's why. And so yeah. everybody came in. We we're you know painting, and we were even trying to help paint and twitch. We're being told by our painters to stop. Like, you're, just, you're just wasting materials. You guys aren't good. Yeah, it's like, just don't. Really bad yeah, job. Yeah, I, 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 I just have to redo what you did. So we're like, oh, okay. But uh, so yeah, so it was a pretty quick setup, and now I mean, it's worked out to be a huge blessing for us here. But yeah, in the initial man, it was just we came in here, bought all of our trainers at the time, like almost pizza or Subway or something like that, and we literally just okay, let's quick lunch break and back at it, guys. Oh, wait, so because no, yeah. we got open well. So yeah, unbelievable. Wow. It's wild. It's wild. It's the uh, owning your own business, right? It's crazy. No, no the kidding. trials and tribulations you go through. It's crazy. Um, so we kind of talked about you know the basement as a whole, but I guess let's get into like personal training for both of you. Like, what's your philosophy with with personal training? Is it mm -hmm. different from each other, and kind of how how does it work uh, for you guys? I would say it's every trainer that we have has their own unique style. I think in terms of what we believe in as trainers, all is pretty uniform mm -hmm. around you know every person but for myself you know i firmly believe that strength is you know kind of the pillar where we start everyone so if we look at fitness as a pyramid it's it's the base it's the most important thing and we build from there mm -hmm. so the way i look at it, my methodology is i'm always going to look at your big three main uh, strength movements so i truly believe that everyone should squat Everyone should have some sort of hip hinge mechanics, so deadlift, RDL, things right. like that, and some sort of press. And what you do is unique to you. Mm -hmm. So that's where when people come in and they're looking at the gym and they're talking about training, I'll always tell them that it's a, a bit of a process to figure out the program that you should need. If you walk into a gym and they give you a program day one, 
that program is garbage because it wasn't made for you. You right. don't understand right. how that person's body mechanics are. You don't understand what they actually need in terms of, you know, the amount of volume because everyone responds to volume differently right. as well. Yep. So the first day, I'm always gonna look at how their body moves through those uh, three main strength movements. And from there, based on, you know, things that they are maybe deficient in, I'm gonna work on accessory movements that are going to address those deficiencies. That's cool. So that's how I look at it, personally. Gotcha. Okay, John? Yeah, it's, 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 you're lucky you have to go first. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> same, same, same. No. Same um, So, Cole and I think are very similar, and it comes from, I think, even the types of clients we have, working with a lot of athletes, and of course, general public, like yeah. just the mums and pops who want to lose weight. But I think that we, we look at fitness like it should be all one dimensional, and it's not. It's really not. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are some key components, like Cole said. Yes, I think everybody needs to get strong, and I think that, that uh, of course, he didn't add this, and I know he knows it, and he believes it too. Being able to get into the positions before we load them and get strong, like that's huge for us right, too. Right, like yeah. make sure that you have the mobility to actually get into a proper squat or this and that. And uh, so that's one piece that then goes into, of course, get strong, and then of course we can layer on whatever it is they're trying to do. But the simple answer is, I don't have a one type approach because I work with so many different clients, and uh, and it is truly unique to them and what they're trying to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and you know, even a squat, the four of us can squat, and we all might squat a little bit differently, right? But it works best for us or the type or the you know uh, how we do it. So there's okay. so many different variations. So yeah, it's okay. finding the yeah. one that of the same you thing. feel the most comfortable with, and that's where you know you've worked with John now, so you right. understand he needs that feedback. Mm -hmm. So when you're working with him, he needs that you know. Honesty and trust. Absolutely. Yeah. Because he's not going to know how it's feeling for you. That's and true. if something doesn't feel right, it isn't it's right. Correct. So you want to make sure that you have that, you know, communication with your trainer, with the person that you're working with, so that you're getting something that feels comfortable. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, time of year is good. Like, hopefully, people are thinking about getting in the gym and starting something. I mean, you have to start something. So, I mean, yeah. uh, you know, I'm all for people getting in the gym and starting to move. And but you need to listen to feedback that your body's telling you, right? Because uh, it's not making it up. So uh, that's why it's so important when you first start out. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. And you know, we talked about mobility and actual exercising here in the gym, but I guess nutrition as well, because you guys do obviously a lot of nutrition with your clients as well. What What's that process like uh, mm -hmm. for you guys as well? So I would say very similar to the exercise protocols. So there is no one size fits all when it comes to nutrition. You know, the nutrition that works optimal for you is gonna be different than what's optimal for me. Right. That's right. So it, it requires that feedback as well. So when I'm doing nutrition with clients, understanding that they may have the absolute worst nutrition ever, I can't take that and make it, you know, completely different from there. We need to have building blocks and right. kind of right stepping stools to where they're trying to go so it's just trying to make it a little bit better right and then we're trying to build off of that just like i wouldn't get someone first day walking off the street and do a 500 pound squat right yeah. Yeah. right we, we have to build and work towards that yeah so absolutely. i think nutrition is kind of the same thing we want to set milestones and goals for things and we understand that it's not going to be perfect right away and there's going to be setbacks for everyone so yeah cool. i think i think one thing that this industry does terribly uh is they throw out crazy claims. And I mean, you mm -hmm. see it all over social media and this and that, and, and unfortunately, there's people who are talking, because now social media, which is amazing as it right. is, it can also be the double-edged sword, yeah. where there's a lot of negativity. People that you, they look a certain way and so you think they know what they're talking about, or they might have you know, a certain title underneath their name, and they just, they have this platform to, to spill nonsense, yeah. or to talk 
fallacies. And so, I mean, one thing that I'm very big on, there's, like, if I had to give you the perfect uh, way to eat, the way that works for you. I mean, if it's vegan, keto, carnivore, all the carbs, zero carbs, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, right. there's just so many labels that we have to slap. That, why do we have to slap anything? Find what works for you, adopt it into your lifestyle, be consistent, and then make changes as you go. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's uh, that's kind of my take home on nutrition. That's that a good point. There's just so many ways, and you shouldn't have to suffer. Like, I mean, yeah. if you're going to yeah. do it the rest of your life, like, I mean, A, you, need to, you should love doing it, and hopefully it should then make you healthier. Yeah. So you should feel better. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, if you feel like trash every single day, something wrong. you're not going to be able to stick to that. It's true. Mm-hmm. So it's got to be something that you can do every single day. It's got to be a new lifestyle habit as opposed to a diet. Right. And that's where I kind of don't like the word diet because yeah. it has that negative aspect to it where I'm depriving myself of something. Right. And you shouldn't feel deprived all the time. If you're feeling tired and deprived, you're doing something wrong because it's not giving you the energy that your body needs to perform. Mm-hmm. And for me, like the performance throughout your day, either in the gym or through your day-to-day life at your job, is the most important thing. Got yeah, it. yeah. I will kind of add on that, and just I know you're saying, but yeah, if you are dieting down, you are going to feel tired and hungry and maybe a little bit off and things like that. So, I mean, yeah. at the same token, yeah, th- it, there does require some discipline, and depending on what your goals are, it's, it could be different for people. But Cole, like what he's saying, he's right. I mean, you yeah. shouldn't be uh, suffering and, and, and yeah. all this sort of stuff. Well, yeah, and weight, crash diets. Yeah, and yeah. That kind if of weight loss is a goal, there has to be some form of restriction. Right. Correct. But you want to choose the form that feels the least restrictive. There you go. Right. Yeah. And, and you can stay here too. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And even the, you know, diet has kind of that short term feel to it when you say that word. Not, not people not dieting for life. You know, what I mean? yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of like a short term thing. So where you say lifestyle change, I think is is way more appropriate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, next question I got curious to know how you guys did it obviously when you first started being a personal trainer to now like coming up with workouts for your clients like how the hell is that involved like you mentioned social media there's I mean I go on TikTok I'm like oh this exercise is cool but how do you come up with your workouts for your clients let's say for a client that works out you know five days a week with you or four days a week so Eh, that's a loaded question (laughs) well and it's different for everyone and for me I start with that initial assessment see how they move right so from there, I'm going to see, again, mechanically, what sort of mobility issues they have, what sort of strength restri- uh, restrictions they have. And from there, we can find you know, certain exercises that are going to address that. Yeah. And it's just, for me, I would say it takes me a good four to five weeks, at least, of working with someone before mm-hmm. I can dial in a good workout regime for them. Okay. Because I don't know if like five days is optimal. I don't know if three days is optimal. It's understanding, okay, after they worked out last time, having that, you know, feedback from them, they were feeling like they got hit by a truck. That was too much volume. Mm-hmm. You know, this yeah. is meant to enhance your day-to-day life. You should feel good when you walk out of the gym. You shouldn't feel like you have to spend the rest of the day in bed. That's so it point. just, yeah. for me, when I'm making a program for someone, it's just, it's trial and error. It's seeing what's working best for them, what movements they need to do to improve on their mobility issues, what they need to to work on their uh, strength uh, deficiencies, and then for there, like, how is that allowing them to reach their goal? Yeah, I'm, it's funny you say from past to now. Like, I mean, I think I was the king of the gimmicky. Like, yeah, yeah. oh man, the stuff I did yeah. was like flashy and caught people's attention. It was crazy. I look back now and I'm like, man, it was just lack of experience and yeah. knowledge. And, and the industry's changed. Like, when we first started, Cole's right. Yeah, the internet was kind of getting going in these bodybuilding.com forums, but it's basically just pro science. It's what people right. just thought. And 
so you you relied on these flex magazines and muscular development and the men's health of the world that you know look men's health does a great job of being a bathroom reader like it's just they throw some flashy stuff in and this is what you know Arnold Schwarzenegger used to get big it's not first off uh, yeah. but but anyways so turns uh, out he used steroids <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. yeah allegedly yeah. I, again I can't say for sure but I think he might have taken a little bit of that and maybe yeah. the creatine yeah. Yeah. the creatine yeah. the creatine but uh, Cole's right I mean when he said if someone walks in you give him a program like off the street, it's like a car mechanic. Man, you walk in a doctor's office, you don't even tell him what's wrong, and then he just he gives you something, yeah. right? You got to hoist, tinker around, take a look, see what's actually broken, and then you can work to fixing it. So you know that four-week period or whatever ends up being that kind of foundation piece is what you use to find out what your client needs, right, right. and then mm -hmm. obviously progress them. Yeah. And that's uh, you know the, uh, the biggest things, and uh, kind of go from there, right? Yeah. I know for me, I've never met anyone that loved being in the gym working out more than John so I yeah. know for myself when we when we first got into fitness and we first got into when we first got into training I would use him as a barometer for is this a good idea as your right? model absolutely like he would well, take a shirt off would, and he's, yeah he's you want to look like that I want, you want to look like this <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. don't do that yeah <laughs> do exactly the opposite what he did. just do that just like better than him because yeah. he's trash yeah. but no he he has a wealth of knowledge so yeah you know, this is my idea. What do you think? And I want you to poke holes into everything that I'm saying. That's so cool. And we would do that for each other all the time. You know, the amount of times that we've sat down and just talked about fitness and working out and different training regimes and different methodologies is extensive, like mm -hmm. so right. much. And other trainers that have come and passed as well. Like, I want to learn from people that have been doing it a lot longer than me. That's and for true. someone like John, he just, he has such a passion for it that any minute that he's not training you'll see him in the office he's always watching different you know uh training protocols and like different right. yeah, yeah love, it. love it what, what do you think the what, what's been the most rewarding thing about being a, a personal trainer what's what, what what's some big question, moments yeah. yeah or rewarding uh things for you guys i can tell you this right now and i'll just i was probably the same for both of us yeah uh it's seeing your clients hit their goals like man, I, I if I go too far, I'll like start start crying. I get yeah. emotional. Like there's no better feeling than somebody doing something that they didn't think they could do, and how yeah, it changes their lives. And right. I, I'll tell people like, yeah, I want you to lose five pounds, or yeah, I want you to get your three hundred pound deadlift, or yeah, I want you to make that hockey team. But just seeing how it changes them is literally the greatest thing on earth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like being able to just get them to love it. Because at the end of the day, hell, there's a lot of trainers that can teach you how to do a push up. Okay, cool, that's really good. But just finding a passion where they actually enjoy starting to come in and they actually they can change yeah. their lives. Yeah. And I mean, now I'm getting to the age, like, we're both, well, me on you, I'm getting gray hair like crazy now. <laughs> I gotta yeah, keep you it down tight. Terribly. Terribly. My <laughs> like, wife does it all the time. Yeah, you yeah. look awful. Yeah. But uh, yeah. that, that to me now, or some of these athletes that I started working with a long time ago, or you know, a client that I've had for 12 years, and now they've been able to graduate university, start a right. job, start a family, they still are competing. It's just like, it is the best feeling. Yeah, you get to see them grow too, especially if you have yeah. them for a long time, yeah. right? Yeah, it's wicked, yeah. Watching people, honestly, have this become part of their day-to-day -day lifestyle. Yeah. Like John said, you can get any trainer that can teach you how to do the exercises properly. And, you know, take that with a grain of salt. Some can, yeah. some can't. Some can. Yeah, that's yeah. true. You yeah. know, but um, being able to inspire someone to 
want to continue coming back on their own like this is now their new place where they want to be yeah, it's such point. an amazing feeling mm -hmm. yeah. honestly like it's to you guys mm -hmm. yeah do you know what i mean like man, I, yeah. i'm you're 15 or 16 years old at the time yeah it's true and now you're still here we're mm -hmm. still getting after it like still yeah. trying new things through you know school and golf Right. And you know now you guys are kicking off your own business, Jim. You're in your two men getting after it. Yeah, and, uh, I love it. I love so it's it, one yeah. of those things that uh, that's the best part of it is seeing other people enjoy it as much as we do. It's like yeah. we found the holy grail. The and now culture, you're like, oh, yeah. yeah, it's cool. So yeah. that's all. And so how many members does the gym have? I can tell you, it's 211. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah it's just I'm, I'm a little high. We're just over 200. Is the answer mm -hmm. to that? And a day in the life for both of you is definitely different. So run us through what a day, a normal day is like yeah. for you. I mean, I think I know you're here like at 4 a.m. till like five some days, but yep. Yeah. 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 You're you're you got the sensor. You got the night shift. You got a sensor. Yeah, yeah. You got the night shift. Yeah. A day in the life. Okay. Like so, on average, how many clients would you train? Like uh, like seven uh, or eight of them, yeah. or is it more than from that? From wake or? up to wake up to going to bed. Yeah. Anywhere from eight to twelve. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's wild. For me, I like to have a nice split of five in the morning, five at night. Like mm -hmm. that to me is the perfect day. Wow. So typically I'll start at six. So wake up, get into my cold plunge, no big deal. <laughs> right, John? It isn't a big deal. It's not a big deal. John's just not tough enough for it. It's fine. Yeah. Right? How long have you been cold plunging? Oh, I swam before? like four days ago. I was in the water. I chipped ice off. I'm Check our Instagram. Can, I'm glad you can swim. I'm proud of you. But it was more of a dip, too, by yeah. the way. It was like a jump. I saw it was 30 out. seconds. Yeah. It was not even 30 seconds. I wish I could last yeah. 30 seconds in the cold plunge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've never lasted 30. But yeah. there's nothing wrong yeah. with that, okay? I know. <laughs> no, I'll do five Is minutes this a in there. Podcast, by <laughs> really good. Oh, we're all good. Oh, this one's getting cut. <laughs> not, not one piece of usable like dialogue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'll do that first thing. Uh, then I'll stretch. I'll do a little bit of mobility stuff. Then I'll come uh, for work at six. I'll train usually, you know, four to six hours, something like that in the morning. From there, I'll usually do a workout. I like to do it for myself uh, early afternoon. That's just when I feel my workout's the best. I'll have a break where I go home, take care of you know dad life, kids, yeah. folding, laundry, all that, yeah. all that garbage. Then I come back for the night, usually three to seven or or ten, somewhere Jeez. in that area. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Similar for you as well, I assume. Or? Yeah, ish in terms of the client load, hundred uh, percent. I think yeah. why have both have above average client loads when it comes to trainers. So <laughs> I'd say the same, like eight to twelve a day. Um, but I get up a little earlier, so I'm up. Well, I should say earlier because you just up. I'm four four forty five is when my alarm goes off. I usually try to get here for just after five. That's insane. I prefer to train in the morning. So uh, like get in, get after, get your shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So usually my day starts at six thirty. On occasion, I start at five thirty times. And then I just basically run straight through. And uh, I've now been able to change my schedule so I can get out of here at 5 or 6 p.m., which yeah. is huge. But also now, like Cole's kids are a little bit older. Mine, I, you know, I have a newborn and like a two and a half year old, so I have to get home, kind of spell off the wife, help her a bit. Otherwise, yeah. I never see my kids. So yeah. usually yeah. I get home around six, try to like eat quick, you know, try to play with the kids, help clean up the kitchen. Oh my God. Bedtime routine, it's like I might see my wife for like half hour, 40 minutes. It's like started all over again. Yeah. So. And that yeah. in itself is actually too much for her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Why? You know what? Dude, like, this, is, this is a safe place, man. This is why we come to the basement yeah. so much. It's yeah. like, this is a safe place. You guys can all relate. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's too good. And basically the way you told us your schedule you guys live here right this yeah. is this is you know home base um you spend so many hours in here working and, and, and working on yourself as well so i guess you know 
obviously now you guys are in the dad life, but even before then, like, how do you find the perfect balance? Like, you're spending so many hours mm -hmm. um, in here, you know, to keep yourself happy. Obviously, you know, you guys are very energetic, very positive guys, but there's days where you're going to feel down. It's caffeine, um, man. As well. it's just <laughs> lots of caffeine. caffeine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, I guess finding the, the right balance and, and how do you guys keep yourself going each day? You know what? I think it's the atmosphere here. I always tell people, you know, doing a 12-hour day here doesn't feel like 12 hours. Yeah. I leave here feeling really good, energetic, right. and I feed off the energy for my clients. So I have a client for an hour. They're excited to come in. They come in. They're excited when they leave. They had a great workout. I feed off of that energy. And from there, it just it keeps building from there. The only time I really feel, you know, tired or lethargic, it's as soon as I get home. I realize yeah. from there, like I'm, I'm tired and I did a lot today, but when I'm in here, I feel energized and it's partially because the clients that we have coming in are excited to come in. Yeah, you know they're improving on themselves, and for me, that's exciting to see. Yeah, I enjoy watching them improve on themselves and the people I work with. John comes in, like I said, you will not find anyone who loves fitness more than him. So when he comes in, he's never, all right, well let's just. Another day, let's get yeah, through yeah. it. No, he's excited mm -hmm. to be here. He's yeah. excited to train all of his clients and all for different reasons. You know, we see people from all walks of life and it's awesome to see all of the different things that they're able yeah. to do and all the progress that they've been able to make. And, and I mean, you said it. They, the, our clients, our members are generally our friends because we spend yeah. so much time with them. Like, yeah. I probably almost spend more time with, why well, I spend more time with Cole than my wife. <laughs> my, do you know what I mean? But, yeah. like, we spend More so much time, time too. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's a lot. It's, it's infinite here, man. What happens? The basement stays the basement. Yeah, yeah. Basement after hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's uh, no. It's it's the atmosphere here. You come in, like I said. Yeah, I joke about drinking a lot of coffee and you know trying to get through the day. But it, it's mentally exhausting at the end. Like you get home, you drive home, you're like, oh man, okay, now I'll shift into dad mode and get that going. But it's it's just a great atmosphere, a good place to be. Very seldom do you find somebody coming here that's really angry, really upset. And if they are, they leave happy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? They get it out, they get it done, yeah. and then then they leave yeah, feeling yeah. a lot better. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, now a little more general questions, I think Tom yeah. here. But uh, cool, I gotta hear about you versus Tom oh, yeah, back yeah. in the day. Yeah. Uh, Tom saying never really liked you at the start yeah. uh, at the start of training. So kind of take us through that. Yeah. Well, right, he so, mentioned he mentioned shoulder mobility. <laughs> yep. And that's what we got. So after we it. talked about working on you know clients' deficiencies. <laughs> And Tom came in with a lot of glaring deficiencies when it came to his shoulder mobility. Back, shoulder, now, quads, yeah. Like John said earlier, you know, fitness has gone through many changes. Yeah. And at the time I was training Tommy, he was looking at playing hockey at the next level. And a lot of the teams at the time were doing uh, testing with Olympic weightlifting. Yeah, so that's kind of my thing, right? right? So when he was looking at improving his Olympic weightlifting, he comes to me, this is what we're trying to do because of the inherent tests that are going to come with hockey. It's terrible. And he had the shoulder mobility of a tin man. Oh I am just God, like, I have never seen someone's shoulders move so little. That's why. So, I probably need yeah. a surgery at some point. No, <laughs> if, you, it was horrible. if you know what Olympic weightlifting is, snatch, clean, jerk. Right. We need to get as much weight over your head as fast as possible. If you can't put your hands over your head, we're not getting a lot of weight over there. No, dude. No? Was, yeah, I still can't. Honestly. So, but, and this is where John has said, like, he has changed his methodology from yeah. the day he started to now. Because at the time, it was, doesn't matter that you don't have good mobility. You are getting tested on Olympic weightlifting, yeah. which is just ridiculous. Because there's no correlation between Olympic weightlifting mm -hmm. and hockey. Yeah. But they'll use it as a test because it does, you know, give an indication of 
uh, overall power, coordination, flexibility. You know, it tested a, a lot of those key components that it takes to be good at hockey. But I myself, I'm great at Olympic weightlifting. Tommy would be a better hockey player than me, yeah. right? Even though our he numbers made the are. Cup. I yeah, know yeah. That. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> yes, yeah, I knew. Yes, which is why I was nervous to train him in the first yeah. place. But so how it worked? It was four days in the summer, and every Wednesday I had Olympic weightlifting with Cole, and I think I missed a few Wednesdays. I was either you know, took the audible, took yeah. the audible, I'm really stomach sore yeah. stomach. Yeah. But no, yeah. we were with girls that you know played high level hockey that were way more flexible than me. Right. So more athletic and more athletic, <laughs> stronger, stronger, better looking, yeah. faster, uh, better looking, everything. Yes. So everything over the head was easier for them right. so I was just excited to get the, the Monday, Tuesday, Thursday workouts with John because I was actually <laughs> able to move some weight yep. but no it's yeah. true and it's like I was getting ready to do um, these tests at like camps and it's like I've never heard of that now it's like I, can, I think completely gone like the overhead stuff. I, I, yeah, I, I don't some places do not stay. Yeah, you might see some places, but but now you look at it though in terms of using overall athlete. Yeah, even your golf swing though. Like yeah, how much more range do you have oh, well, in your over? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I had no back yeah. there, but now it's testament to you guys. I mean, my best season for hockey was the year I had both you guys, and now my best season's from golf is because I trained with you guys. It, it's it's just. Stems for how good of a trainer you guys are. Yeah. Really, yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. hasn't seemed to translate for my golf game, and I can't understand well, that. we'll get there. And yeah. actually, that was the next thing was the basement golf tournament. Now that you're a member, you might be in addition to not our team because we already have our team, but I don't know if you want to run your own team. Yeah, or I was going to say two-peat champions. We have to go for the yeah. Or you yeah, want to ditch Brett and get him. I, no, no. Yeah. I'm, I'm down can join to play me, Brett. with anybody. Oh. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Well, that's a super team. Yeah, that's right. What, we'll are, you pay, what are you paying him? Ten by ten? You know what? We got some sweet pre-workout in the front. Yeah, yeah. That, you're gonna need to take okay. all of it. We don't have the team chemistry. We do. That helps. It's all good. Yeah. The team chemistry is you hit every single shot. That, yeah. was, that was the team. That's 100 percent kind of accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Oliver was no, good though. Yeah, Oliver was good. Themis was pretty good. Yeah. I did a good job of rallying the troops, aka playing music morale. And, uh, yeah. they were. Clubs. You need a morale guy. They were all better than you. Every single one. Yeah. You need a glue guy. It was yeah. like, oh, I guess we'll take Hilliers in the bush because we have to. Yeah. yeah, that was like, oh yeah, no, he played my uh, my ball in the shot. It's good. you had to. Yeah, yeah. You had to. Uh, like, oh, this so is an interesting look. I've never seen this before. I mean, it'll make yeah. them better, man. It'll make them better, yeah. actually. Yeah, harder shots. I have one more before for class five. Yeah, sure. So a lot of young listeners that are probably looking to start, you know, either their own business or whatever it is. You guys are obviously very positive guys. With you know, I I listen to you. You know, about life or anything. What would you say for someone that's looking to start out their own business, um, starting their own career? Like I know you guys are both motivational people. Yeah. Or even just getting in the gym or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Before you know, kind of wrap it up before we do our little last part of it. But any tips you guys have? The the best advice I would give is to do something that you're actually passionate about. Yeah. yeah. Because there are long hours with no pay. Yeah. And if you're going to commit that amount of time and that amount of energy to something, it better be doing something you that you enjoy it. doing with people you enjoy being with. Mm-hmm. So I'll tell you right now, if I wasn't in this environment with John, with all the people that we have in the gym, I don't think I would have lasted. Mm-hmm. Honestly, because the amount of time that we are here is insane mm-hmm. for any job. You would never ask any other employer to put put them through what we've been put through, right? So if you're starting a business, make sure you have passion for it, make sure you love it, and that you like the people you're with. Yeah, that's a good point. Love that. Yeah, that was exactly what I was gonna say, is you have to be passionate, so thank you for taking that. Um, <laughs> I took your I, notes, actually. Yeah, you were reading them beforehand. No, he's right, you have to be passionate about it, because it's true, and I'll even look at you guys. I mean, the reason you guys have still been going for two years is because you're passionate about mm-hmm. it. I mean, like, if we were multi, multi-millionaires, and you guys yeah. were like, 
you might be uh, interviewing, you know, who knows what professional athlete. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Uh, but it's because you guys love doing it and you're good at it that you are able to still provide mm-hmm. value and continue to do it. For sure. For the like, I know you got kind of asked. You spun off. Maybe I'll answer the back half for like the athlete that's just starting out. Right. I would say this. Similarly, you have to find out what you're passionate about. It can't come from mom and dad. Right. I think the best thing that a parent can do is help support their young athlete, it, but they have to want to do it. You know. And yes, of course, there's those days where you need a little extra kick in the butt to, to get to practice and things like that. So that's where mom and dad can really support you, uh, as well as obviously financially getting into all the extras that now exist within any sport today to be competitive. But you will not find an NHLer that doesn't have a combination of A, natural talent, and B, the work ethic, because they wanted to do it. Yeah. They surround themselves with the right people, they got in a good situation, yeah, a little bit of luck helped, and then they put the work in. Because, man, it's just, you just have to do it. There's, there's not, it's not glamorous, and Cole, like Cole said, no one's gonna work a 14, 16 hour day. There's not going to. Right. Yeah. But if you want it, it doesn't really feel like a job, and a good you, point. you have to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, one more before uh, fast five. What's the future of the basement yeah, look like? Question. Is there anything up on on the horizon you guys are looking forward to, or yeah, kind of take us through uh, what what it looks like your next five whatever years? Yeah, the future of the basement. Maybe air conditioning. <laughs> God, let's not yeah. talk crazy. Okay, <laughs> we Cal- like Cal- it hot. Water? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We like it super hot in the summer and then super cold in the winter, right? Like just the best of both worlds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. I think just to continue to build off of what we already have. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to add something that would take away from the oh, atmosphere that we have. Yeah. So point. if we were to add something that you know would make it more commercial where it turned into something that we didn't like. So like John had said, when it came to Aaron and his idea of creating this place, you know, the no... Uh, you know, uh, pressure sales approach and making sure that everyone feels comfortable with what they're doing. I want to make sure that that's something that still exists in the basement. Mm-hmm. The atmosphere still exists, and for me, I think just continue to build off what we already do well, just slowly and incrementally. I think if we were to make drastic changes, it would take away from yeah. what we already do well. Right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, uh, basement uh, Turks and Caicos. I'll be uh, launching that one. So, uh, <laughs> no, um, I think it's just the continuous improvement on what we already do. And I, Cole's right, just staying true to ourselves because so many fads have come and gone and there's a lot of other facilities that can do some things really well, but they're just not us. Right. So I mean, for us, we just have to keep, you know, keep doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, we always work hard to keep the best staff in here and keep yeah. improving on them. They are, we're blessed that they actively try to improve their own knowledge and they actively, you know, keep getting better at their own jobs. So it's just keep doing what we're doing. And, uh, and like I said, if things are happening in the industry, you know, we work really hard to stay on top of the trends as well that are real. And uh, we're still, tra- still staying true to who we are. Yeah, love it, love it. Okay, good. ready for Fast Five? Let's do yeah, it. Let's go. What's Fast Five? Fast what Five, five rapid-fire questions. Cool. Are they at Fast Ten now? It's almost as many as the Fast Five. So who wants to answer yeah. first? Yeah. Though. You want to go first and you go second? Sure. So you have more time to think of the question? I'll, I'll, I'm going to beat him anyway. This is, okay. this is okay. competition. Um, your go-to karaoke song. 
Backstreet Boys. I want it that way. Oh. Oh. Done. Journey, don't stop believing. Okay. Yeah, that's a great song. Favorite. Good answer. <laughs> you don't have the pitch for that song. You know that. <laughs> the first song I actually sang, I'm trying to think what it was now, man. It Probably was uh, Pretty Fly for a White Guy. Oh. I swear to goodness. And it was actually Sudbury. I came in for a hockey tournament. I sang that with no voice. Our game, I was yelling. I sang that. Try to hit that high note now. Can't do it. Can't. With no voice, it wasn't happening. As opposed to the voice that you now have. Which is substantially the same. somehow. Yeah. 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 Um, I know you've traveled lots, uh, lots. What's your dream travel destination? Anywhere in the world where you want to go to? Uh, Greece. Oh, Greece. Okay. Greece. Okay. I've never been to Greece. always wanted to. I wish I knew someone that had some ties to Greece that could maybe bring okay, me there. Okay, we'll go. We'll go. You wow. promise me? Just like you're inviting yourself on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I do. Everybody here is here. And now, two for two. my question for you. Yes. Being from Greece, right? Yes. There's Greek yogurt everywhere. everywhere. Do you just call it yogurt? Yeah, well, Greek yogurt. <laughs> you still call it Greek yogurt? Yeah, yeah. I, just, I just don't know. Oikos. Okay. Greek yogurt. Greek yogurt. <laughs> Wait, is, is Oikos Greek? <laughs> well, I don't know. I, uh, what do you yeah, mean you don't know? You're so Oikos. Mason, uh, look that up for yeah, us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, think it, I think it actually is. Oikos. I don't know. I just call it Greek yogurt. Again, I feel like it's redundant to call it a Canadian goose if I'm in Canada. Of course it's but Canadian. There's different We're types here. of geese. So you need to add, call Oikos it style. Is Greek. Can I answer my question? Oikos is Greek. You know what I mean? Yeah. Where do you want to go? You've been everywhere. been everywhere. Greece. So Can cares? I ask you about, uh, do you call it Greek yogurt or yogurt? I'm kidding. No. <laughs> um, where You've been to Greece. I have not. Oh, really? COVID, COVID wrecked that oh, trip. Oh, that's right. I had a book. That's right. Um, the Maldives is up there, too. That's one place oh, I would like to go. Okay. So. okay. Nice. Um, where did you want to go? Maldives. <laughs> where is that? Uh, East Indian Ocean. Really? Check check map, man. Check the map. <laughs> like we'll look after. I gotta look at the Oikos yogurt, and yeah. we'll look at the map. Yeah. yeah. Let me know. Indian Ocean? Now I'm questioning it. Um, <laughs> professional <laughs> in any sport, what would it be? Basketball. Golf. Guys. You gotta think longevity and money. Uh, Good answer. I, don't John's I love some hockey, how but many, uh, uh, yeah. How many billionaire golfers are there? <laughs> Just saying, there's billionaire basketball players. At least Tiger Woods. Tiger, is he, is he yeah, Tiger he's got yeah. a million. Uh, I mean, all the guys that signed Phil, yeah, lives six hundred million. Johnny Rahm's gonna be up close. Yeah. yeah, he's up there. Dude, should we keep guys. going? How many billionaire basketball players are there? We got LeBron. We got George. <laughs> we got two. So, Dude, it's the same. We have the same answer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Magic Johnson. Oh, do we actually know if he's a billionaire? He is a billionaire. You know he's got stock in uh, Starbucks. Fun Mark facts. Cuban didn't play basketball, but yeah, yeah. billionaire. Um, What's is he favorite? a billionaire? He does well. Mark Cuban. Yeah. Well, he did all right. Yeah. He's okay. Yeah. 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 You guys should get him on the pod. You should try to get him after us. Right, by the way, uh, we, we actually had, had the basement idea. boys on here. Yeah. So. Who was what? he on the other day? That Bobby girl. Anyways, he did a good job, but he's a little. You know, CEO. Yeah. He's a little up there. Arrogant, I guess. Arrogant. Maybe. That's yeah. what I was looking for. Um, what's your favorite thing about being a dad? Both of you guys. I know you guys have kids, but. Honestly, I, my favorite thing is to see them enjoy something for the first time that nice. I've enjoyed. Nice. So, yeah. again, they both have very different personalities. Uh, Hudson, to see him enjoy basketball for the first time and see you know that's cool like his interest sparking and he's always asking questions about it so we get to sit down and talk about basketball mm -hmm. and he'll come into my room legitimately every single morning dad can we talk about basketball oh that's awesome and i have to now come up with hours of conversation about basketball which is no problem for me yeah you know and seeing the flip side of that my daughter who has no interest in sports but 
she loves art, she loves dance, she likes to sing, she's super sassy and spunky. So to see her experience things for the first time and enjoy it. That's awesome. From it for me, like in a lot of areas that I didn't do growing up, so it's now it's new for me as well. So we get to experience a lot of that stuff together. Mm -hmm. Wicked. Good answer. I'm gonna jump I'm gonna actually throw this real fast too. So he gave me a pretty nice compliment about like looking up to me early in the days of training and I would say I would Said the exact same thing for him as a father because he's a couple mm. years ahead of me. And Cole is probably the best father I know, and that was one thing I really aspired and try to take notes from him. We've talked a lot about that. It's funny. We talk about girls in the early days back in college, we talk about sports, we talk yeah. about you know now what fitness is that now you even talk about you know family and kids. Yeah, still girls. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was say family and kids. No, but um, one of my favorite things I really enjoy, and again my kids will be younger, seeing things the first time, like he said, experiences, and like just being with them, and like their laughs, and like yeah. now like my daughter's in the age where she's starting to get creative, and she's starting to figure things out, and she's starting to like do just really funny things, yeah. and so that part's really, really so good. cool. Yeah, so cool. Uh, last one, favorite Sudbury restaurant. Favorite Sudbury restaurant. <laughs> Ooh. I'm gonna go with the one that I go to the most, which is Osmos. Oh, okay. yeah, that's right. I'm just saying, man. At the end of the day, getting yourself some of that shawarma, rice. Okay, it's I don't think we've ever easy. had that answer. Awesome, like baby. 140 okay. episodes, we haven't had that answer, but that's good. That's have good you ever pick. gone to your neighborhood, Damascus? I have <laughs> many times. And here's here's what I would say: their chicken superior. It's better. Yeah. Right? It's better shawarma. Their serving size in relation to how much it costs, not as good. Yeah, well, fair okay. enough. Yeah, Can't serving size it. matters. We're yeah. to go over there after this and talk quality over quantity. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it's cuisine for me. It's uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Owner, yeah. Both owners, the whole family is uh, are great friends of mine. Maddie, obviously, yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. her. So, yeah, but I mean, that's, that's Jess and I's go-to. Love it. Yeah, P&M's puts up like a 90. Free advertisement radio. for them, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. We'll have to talk to Matt. Yeah, awesome. Well, yeah, talking about your sponsorship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. No kidding. Well, boys, thank you a lot for coming yeah. on and, and chopping it up with us here. Thanks for having us take over a, a little be, bit of the gym here and uh, um, come and chat with us. It means a lot to yeah. us, and uh, we're excited for people listening to us. So yeah. thanks a lot. Yeah. Thank um, you. Yeah, thank you for this, too, We'll see you guys next week. Same time, same place. We'll yeah, just we'll continue just to keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep checking. Every single week. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I will Thanks, continue boys. to invite myself, so <laughs> just know that. Awesome. Beautiful. Good stuff, boys. That was the interview with John Healy and Cole Payet. Tom, a great live, in-person chat with the boys. Um, always a treat to talk to them. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm happy that, well, one, you're a basement member and two, like the family culture that these guys established in this uh, of the gym. You walk in there, it's so positive every single time. You can go there after a bad day, work stress, you know, whatever it is, you go there and you chat it up with them. You have a good workout and you leave extremely happy. Like, um, we're not just tire pumping them because we're members there. Seriously, it's like, Jim, you've seen it. You've only been there for a couple months now. The culture they've established man like every member it feels like I, I walk in there and i know them personally they have over 200 members it's like i know your face how's it going how's work how are the kids it's like a family culture the best people obviously i've trained with john for for numerous years he's like a second you know dad figure to me and always been there anything my way even if it's not workout related if it's personal reasons whatever it is he's always there to chat so um thanks john for everything you've done for me and Obviously, thanks to John and Cole for uh, taking the time over the holidays. And I'm finally happy uh, to get this episode out. Yeah, great chat. Great chat with the boys. Yeah. Love them. 
Um, it was uh, awesome. Awesome. Okay. Let's go uh, to our four pack. Game okay, Simone, it's four pack time. And do we have another great four pack? We're sticking in the OHL theme. Last week was the our favorite Sudbury Wolves players from our eras. And Tom, you had some questionable picks Thanks, as buddy. usual. Yeah. I think I dominated that four pack again. I have really just all the NHL players from my era. But with with that said, we have not actually voted yet. So as the winner from the previous week, guess what I get to do, Jim? I get to set the order. And this week we are drafting. So it is the CHL prospects game going on this week. We have two Sudbury Wolves there, uh, Villy and Waltz. And we are going to draft this week, not the best players there, but we are drafting a three-on-three OHL team. And this team must consist of at least one goalie, one defenseman, and one forward. The fourth pick can be whatever you want. You can choose them in any order. Uh, You can save goalie for last, take it first. Who knows what you're going to do, Tom? So, again, we are drafting a three-on-three OHL team. And I will be picking first. Uh, Mr. Tremino, you will be picking third. Tom, you're going second. Oh, you got me there, Mace. You got me there, Mace. (laughs) I will be going 1-1. And with the first pick, I will take Dali Dvorsky from our Sudbury Wolves. Yeah, You guys are, you have tremendous information on this guy. You guys feed me me the stats the whole time. All right. Jim, you want to... Stack check, stat check this guy. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's it's like I don't even know how to describe him. Man, it's uh, the it's guy like you is, playing lug, just dominance. It's it's not even close. Forty five points in twenty six games, mm-hmm. twenty three goals, twenty two assists. Like that's ridiculous. That's a ridiculous pace. He had a hat trick against Barry the other night. Like he must get bored. Sometimes on the ice. I don't know. He's that good. That he can good. go flip the switch when he wants, right? So Yeah. Yeah. All right, Tom. Go ahead, buddy. I thought I was third. Am no, I wrong with that? No, oh, me oh, okay. songed me. He songs oh, songs. Oh, okay. That's why you're giggling. Sorry, I thought I actually heard. Um Do I take him now? But Chim's uh, got two. Gets back to Mace K. I'm gonna hopefully get him then. I'm gonna go with another forward, but in the West, and someone that should have got more ice time in the World Juniors. We're talking goals per game. We're talking Carson Raycroft, Seattle second rounder, 37 goals in 37 games. He's Kitchener's best forward and arguably the best forward in the league with the Vorsky. He just knows how to score, and he dominated the Wolves when he was here too. So give me Raycroft. Raycroft. Raycroft, I know. Sorry. But for him, for three-on-three, especially for this format, watch out. I had to match Dvorsky going up center and reverse center there, so I had to get some firepower back. Good pick, Jim. Like, usually you have something to say about my picks, but... That's a good pick. I was going to take him first overall before Chim and you talked up Dvorsky. 
That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Do I just go like completely? Where do we go here? Where do we go? I gotta take him. Give me Owen back. I'll take Owen back. Uh, All right. All right. A, a okay. little bit. Uh, if you're if you're looking here at uh, at the point getters, he he is not one of the top point getters, but uh, he was one the most sought after uh player in the trade deadline. So, um, have draft. He's pick. just all around. Yeah, have draft picked as well. And uh, okay, where do we go? Do I just forfeit the forward and get the best defenseman? I think that's what I'm gonna do. Give me uh Brustowitz from uh oh. from Kitch. I almost he's, went full Kitch team, he, dude. He's second amongst all players in the, in the league, league in points. In yeah. points. Yeah. Eight goals, sixty one assists. <laughs> <laughs> it must yeah. be fun playing on that team, just snapping it to to Rakoff and all the boys. So Jim. Yeah. Where is he drafted to, bud? Oh man, I could you know? tell you. Okay, no, I'll tell you. The Vancouver Canucks. You want to talk about him and Quinny Hughes back there snapping oh. it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, Vancouver. Up to something, eh? Yeah, I don't know what's going on. They're drinking the Kool Aid over there, man. Rick Talk, it's got them all in the jammers. No, that's a great pick. I, I was hoping to get him and maybe do a full catch lineup, but good job, buddy. Thanks. You're up here, buddy. Oh, am I? Yeah, buddy. Okay, well, um, I think I got to take him now. Uh, sticking with the West, he's going to be a top 10 draft pick this year. He actually probably will play three on three with your boy Owen Beck. He has a Saginaw spirit, a young guy. He's a stud. Give me Zane Perrick. I don't even know how to say his last name. Yep. <laughs> he's going to be top 10. Bob McKenzie can't stop talking about this guy. 42 points in 64 games as a D man. So sorry. That's pretty good. Yeah. 64 no, and 42 points. Yeah. There you go. I flipped that around. There you go, yeah. And he'll be a top 10 pick, you man. Hey. There you go. I like him. Well, I will round off my team. I will go with David Goyette, number two, please. And thank you. <laughs> Mies is going to win the draft. You're just gonna and then I'll follow the, that up. All speaking all the wolves. Here we go. Who is it, Jim? Who is it? Which <laughs> D-man did you pick? I'm going to take Nick DeAngelis. Oh <laughs> Nikki D. Dude, I don't even know if he's gonna start overtime. <laughs> Join the well, squad. Yeah, we'll get he's him to you. The coaching he staff is... might not start him in overtime, but he's starting on my overtime team. Okay. He's a stud. To you, Tom. Um, I'll save my last forward. Uh, probably from my last round. Well, obviously from my last round. Give me the best goalie in the league. I know he plays on the best team or the team that's the hottest right now. He's a winner. He's an overager. Give me M. Simpson, Michael Simpson. That's my tendy. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good pick. Thanks, buddy. I mean, hey. Um,. 2.56 goals against average. Mace, you're the goalie guy. That's pretty good, eh? Yeah, for the OHL. 
Yeah. Yeah, it is pretty good, Tom. 23 wins, bud. So I know he's on a good team, da da da, but he won last we, year with Peter Bro. So should we make this uh, starting five? Like, we, a five pack, and one of them has to be a northern player? The last round, the fifth round? Sure. Mace, thoughts? That ruins the whole three on three thing, but for our bench, one guy on the bench, northern bench, <laughs> northern bench, yeah, none of my northern guys are starting. So, <laughs> really sorry, boys, people. love you, boys, but no, that's okay. We don't have to. We don't have to. Well, you know, let's do it. I don't know. Like, who would you want on your northern team? Well, no, we can't do that. We can't. We can't say it. Maybe we'll. Or we can do it like the All Star we'll game. Like, honor, no, we'll do. We'll do honorable mentions. Or, or you want to do it like the all-star game, Jim. Like, we're, I'm the Bieber, and, like, the northern boys are, like, the captain of the team. Like, we work with them, and they drafted this team. Like, I don't know. That's lame. Uh, <laughs> let's let's uh, let's just keep it. Uh, all right, it. buddy. We can, okay. we can say who, who we'd pick. Okay. Um, okay. Back-to-back jacks for me. Um, who am I gonna go with here? Who am I gonna go with here? I just want to pick from different teams, just to spread the wealth a little bit. Give me, give me Easton Cowan from London. It's a good pick. Give me Cowan from London and in net. Give me Ryerson Leanders from Mississauga. Wow. That kid is a stud. Wow. Stud. I like it, Jim. So many players, good players to pick from. Mace? Uh, sorry, Tom. You got to round it out here, bud. Um... Not a northern boy, but on the northern teams, one of the three. A dangerous player in the east. He's leading the league currently in points. Points don't lie. Stats don't lie. Analytics guy over here. Going to be a NHL draft pick this year. He's on the North Bay Battalion. Give me Anthony Romani. Romani. 05 birth year, and he's got 69 points currently in 43 games. I mean, hey, when you're almost a goal per game, I have a lot of snipers. This overtime will be over quick. So is this draft two for him then? He was passed up last year? No. Uh, oh, last, no. Was it last year, 04s? No, yeah, 05 this year, Mace. So it's his birth year this year. Like, draft year this year. Mm-hmm. And he's ranked, uh, what I see? 75 to 80, so third round, NHL. I think it's the 06 draft year. You're right. Late, I think, I think late birth right. year, though? When's his birth year? 05, yeah, 07, 12, be. December. Yeah, so late birthday. Late birth year. Nice. There you go. That helps him out. It does. <laughs> well, I'll take another northern boy here, Chim. I mix it in with my own pick. Benny G, friend of the yeah. show. Oh my god! Second in the league in points, almost a Sudbury Wolf. Hey, not in potentially points. in points. Not in points. Not in points. Man. Oh, sorry, Dubs. Uh, wins. No? wins. There you Didn't go. Didn't I say wins? 
No, he's had points. That's okay. Benny G's probably got a few apples. A 21 wins for Erie. Guy looks good. Yeah, that's legit. So I think my team wins again. Jim, want an honorable mention? I almost took Max McHugh. I I really wanted to take him. I wanted to take him. I think he would be great in overtime. Martin. Mm. Thought Mitch Martin would be a, a force to be reckoned with in OT. Same as Zach. Great in overtime. Defensive. Yeah. Yeah. I went pure offense. Another guy. Who did I have here on my list? Uh, what about Denver Barkey from London, too? He's legit. Yeah, I legit. almost took him. He's legit. Yeah, I um, took him. Nick Lardis, I love on Branford. Branford's. Colby real... Barlow. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. That's a that's a miss for OT right there. Anyways, that's a pretty good draft. I like yeah. it. I went off the board, and I don't think Mace knows any of the three I chose, but um, A stats don't lie. Yeah, I know them all, Tom. Okay, that's good. That's good. Because Roman, you get used to him when the Wolves play the battalion in the Eastern Conference Finals there. Oh, could you imagine? That's why, hey, and then the Sioux will be in the West final, and three of the four Northern teams will be going to be in the final four. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that be something? Are we kind of in the, we're just waiting for playoffs now? Does it matter if we're the one seed, really? I guess other than home Home ice. ice, Home ice, man. Yeah, you want to finish first. You want to finish first, I think. So, yeah. That's what I, I looking like. We're behind Brantford again. Yeah, yeah, it's a big. It's, it's a wall. It's just gonna be. They're gonna go back and forth. They're gonna go back and forth for uh, for a while. I think if they were to finish right now, I think the Wolves would play Kingston. A eh? little home home slice. Homer coming back. I think that's what it's, that will. I also thought about imagine? taking Jacob Holmes because you need someone that I can have... snap it. I have Jacob Holmes on my list. Okay, love you, Homer. You're not getting on the ice in overtime. He's not playing in overtime. That's I I disagree. Well, second shift. You never know what happens. They hop on the power play. He's power play one, but can snap it. Can absolutely snap it with the best. Yeah, I think he's more of a PK guy. But hey, yeah, power play. Send him out there for his bomb, I guess. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Are you going to re- reread the teams here? Yeah. Um, let's go through them, Tom. I may need uh, one of your picks because it's not on the board here. Uh, who did Raykoff, who's uh, Simpson, Romanian, and who else? Who's your defense? Parka. Zane Parek. Oh, yeah, Parek. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Okay. Mason went with Dali Dvorsky, David Goyette, Nick DeAngelis, and Benny Gaudreau. Tommy went with uh, Raykoff, Parekh, uh, Michael Simpson, and Romani. I went with Owen Beck, Brustowitz, Cowan, and Ryerson Leanders. Wow, Jim. So, Yours is nice. I mean, everyone's loaded. I mean, it's pretty hard not to pick a good team uh, from this from this list. So uh, that is the four-pack, ladies and gentlemen. All right, that is the four pack, and uh, to we missed it, Tom. Anything? Breaking news! I just got on my phone Wednesday at seven fifteen. I know the Leafs are playing right now, but Jim Harbo, 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 uh, Harbo? head coach, 
Harbaugh, head coach of the LA Chargers, but leaving Michigan. That's a huge change. So poor JP, maybe he's going to apply for the coaching candidate role with Michigan. But uh, yeah, amen. Jimmy boy going over to uh, the NFL now. Um, the Bills, Jim, just quick NFL talk. Bills Mafia losing to, to Mahomes. Mahomes, six straight times, Jim, going to the conference finals since he's been in the league. He's been, ever since he's entered the league, he's been in the finals, conference finals, every single time. He uh, He's starting to take, you know, I don't want to uh, make The next step, here, closer, Jim? I mean, a lot of people say he may not get to Brady's status. I don't know. He He's so young still, Tom. So if he wins this year, that's three for him. He's at two right now, right? Two rings. Yeah, it'd be three. Be and Brady got six. Get to six. Yeah, it's crazy. If he gets this year, it's very doable. This year's a huge. He plays year. till forty. I think it's very doable. Yeah. yeah. Well, Kelsey's gonna be done, dude. Like soon. Like I don't know what that yeah. team's gonna look like in a couple of years. But man, they just find ways to they, win. Yeah. Andy Reid and Mahomes got some cooking, and Kelsey looks like he's twenty-two again. Like it's insane, insane insane um but if i had to pick someone to win this year give me the detroit lions i hope they win i'm I jared goff and the boys eh that's kind of your dan your, campbell is he's sick. your coach tim that's your player comparison right there go through a brick wall for me yesterday yeah be <laughs> awesome be awesome yeah uh that's that's okay, all I got, folks. Buddy. oh okay, and please. um a quick plug here we'll probably talk about it next week bert's wife bert's not playing tonight for the leafs expecting his second child so Congrats to, to Tyler and uh, Ashley there. I wanted to give a little plug there. Yeah, absolutely. Not sure uh, when the baby's coming, but I know probably it's, this uh, week. Yeah. Soon. So yeah, yeah. Uh, all the best uh, with that for sure. Best of luck, and uh, hopefully uh, all goes smoothly. So uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's gonna do it here for week one forty three of Behind the Bench. Tom and I, Roberto and Mason, love you all, and we will see you next week. Ciao. Good.